Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 81, which is Sexy Beast from the year 2000, directed by Jonathan Glazer. And we pair that with Cul-de-Sac from 1966, directed by Roman Polanski. These are, of course, a pair that Eric has picked. It is our classic trick where we take a movie you probably have seen and paired it with a movie you probably have never seen. And I think this is a really good connection. I'm very excited about it. Uh, This is just one of those things where you kind of have to watch both movies and sort of make the connection. We definitely talk about it on the podcast. So, you know what? Don't feel obligated that you have to do it. You can go through that journey with us. Uh, But it was really, really great. These are great movies. And really enjoyable to watch. I had not seen, obviously, Cul-de-Sac from 1966. And this, I kind of was excited to see that, especially in context of The Sexy Beast. All right. Really cool. Uh, A couple of announcements. First of all, we have updated our store. And if you guys are followers of the podcast and listen, you know that Eric has been working very hard on creating a super interesting and fun poster for Martini Giant. Uh, We are now putting that up on the store for people who want to purchase it. It is really awesome. Very excited about it. So just go to martinigiant.com and check out our Threadless store. You can see the poster there. He's even offering it as a shower curtain because, yes, it is worth it, especially at that size. It will be amazing. So very excited about that. So don't forget to check it out, martinigiant.com, and check out our store there. Uh, You guys obviously know that we do all of our recordings now on Twitch, and uh, I want to let you guys know of what our upcoming episode will be so that you guys are ready and can jot it down in your calendar. So it will be this Saturday, December 11th, uh, 2021, in case you're listening to this sometime in the past, Uh, and it is at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is GMT minus 8. So we are going to be covering at that time two underrated or underappreciated Martin Scorsese films, and that is After Hours and Bringing Out the Dead. I think this is going to be a really interesting pairing. I love both these films and very excited to talk about it. Very, very much about New York, which is also really cool and interesting. So if you want to watch it, remember it is this Saturday, Saturday December 11th, and uh, just go to twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant and subscribe there to get all your announcements and make sure you know when we're going to be broadcasting and get that alert notification uh all right but this episode is sexy beast and cul-de-sac enjoy somebody else just recommended the sexy beast yes red beer the sexy beasts we are here we are here this is right all of our usual friends are here thanks for joining us um I do, I do want to, I do want to recognize that last week we were talking about Mr. L. Ray, who subscribed to us mm-hmm. generously for a month, nicely, uh, and uh, was not able to join our uh, our um, watch party because he lives in Malta. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so uh, there was a little bit of a distancing. But the cool thing that he was able to do is that our watch party was still up on Twitch. So if you want to, if you can't join our watch parties, you can basically join our watch party by, because we mentioned a time code. So just rent the movie and hit go and then listen to us in the background. And it's, it kind of works, right? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and for most of the movies we do for watch parties, they're worth the $2. That's most, yeah. mostly, not always. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can make up for that uh, mm-hmm. in the runtime. So, but that was really nice of him. And I believe uh, Eric... We'll be sending him 
a drawing. That's which right. Will be really great. If you subscribe, and, you get a drawing from Eric. This is yes, true. and in fact, we do have a new subscriber named Welton Segler. <laughs> nice. Why? Yeah, what's right. with the slow talk? Yes. <laughs> because I can't necessarily <laughs> read things and pronounce things the uh, right away the first time, so I do it slowly. <laughs> Welton Singler, um, and that person, whoever you are, uh, would love if you'd like to get a free drawing from Mr. Eric. Please email us at podcast uh, podcast at martinigiant.com right. with your uh, name and your uh, mailing address. And uh, we will uh, put an envelope in the mail with a legitimate stamp on it and send it off to you. You can also Beautiful. generally reach us at our website, which is www.martinigiant.com. And right. there you can also go to our store, which features Threadless. Yes. Threadless things. And they're all designed by Mr. Eric Sheely, who you can see in the feed. We have some me. new stuff that's going to be coming very soon. I'm working on it as we talk. Yeah. Live. Thank you, Eric. Live. This is live art you're seeing. It's a live yep. it's kind of like Bob Ross. Yes, exactly. A little less violent. A little less violent. I think that's true. <laughs> and speaking of Eric, speaking of Eric, yes. the uh -oh. amazing Eric, I'm going to do this golf clap. Nice. I'll join. I don't even know why. On, on this amazing clap? selection. <laughs> you didn't like the movies. I love them. Yeah, they're great. Did yes. you like Cold Sack? I loved it. Yeah, Cold Sack is great. I didn't know if you were going to. I loved it. Cut. I, I was sophisticated. I know <laughs> because it's classy. You yeah. just really have to think about it, and you have to really kind of be kind of aware and smart. And I knew yeah. Dan would get it instantly. Oh yeah, I, just I mean, I got like, it before I watched it. I know. Will Chris well, listen, get it? It's it's is it's no Transformers, but what are you going to do? What is? Yeah. No, Eric. It was absolutely. Brilliant. I, I, do wonder, I have to. I, have I, to, I, I love. I love Polanski movies too. Yeah, so this is a perfect thing. But I had. I had to say that I, I did. I did think I were. I worried also that uh, that you might not dig it simply because it sort of sits adjacent in my mind to um, uh, blow up. It has. Yeah. Uh, it has that sort of uh, right, right weird '60s kind of aimless yep. feel to it, and uh, I didn't know if that was your jam. But blow up. But 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 but. But, but, but <laughs> blow, blow up ha i had other issues with blow up sure. these are these are all unpleasant characters yes right yes for sure. which is but it's somehow there was something about blow up that you were rubbed you wrong i think it was the silence no the, the, the thing that bothered me about blow up is that the, the there was something wrong about the way that i felt that guy was being portrayed like mm -hmm. He was he you know he was getting away with all this stuff. Did right? you feel that the movie, uh, not to not to redo Blow Up, but did you feel that Blow Up agreed with him? Is that what bothered you? Like, what did you think he that this guy was who was monstrously uncool and a terrible person? Did you think that the movie thought he was cool? It yes. Or the movie made him cool. The movie yes. does make him cool for sure. He was a giant hit. David, uh, what's his name, was a big hit off of that. Right. So he was he was made cool. That film for sure, right? He is and, not cool, and the there's nothing, and that, cool and we've, we've had this, <laughs> we've had this debate before, right? Mm -hmm. Where, like, in in uh, in uh, uh, Badlands, he's a horrible person, yeah, there's a lot of people, like, it makes you him made very him cool. attractive. That's, exactly. that's the same thing, though. He's yes. cool, right? They make him yeah. look like James Dean. The whole point was that he was a handsome I guy. I don't know why, you know, and, and people are forgiving of him because it could be sometimes my mood, right? Sometimes I'm in my mood for to see something like that, and sometimes I'm not, right? Yeah, well, so, we, we talk about it a lot with just like with you know, like there's a there's a pushback against uh, Fight Club, even though it's 
completely obvious that Fight Club is an anti-toxic uh, masculinity movie, anti-fascist, anti-Nazi movie. People are just like, well, people might not get it, so I'm just going to treat it as if it is that. And I'm like, I understand that, um, but also, what are you going to do about that? Dude, some people are dumb. <laughs> you know, like you can't, right. you can't, you can't just make dumb movies because people that see it might be too dumb to understand it. That's the way it goes sometimes. But uh, you know, as I always say, like you know, like the philosophy of Jesus Christ is pretty much very pro-socialism, pro-help the poor. Yeah. But if you talk to some people in the Midwest, they do not feel that way. They do not interpret it that way, and I disagree with that. So yeah, like did I you did the... you ever see? Do you ever see the animation uh, that was narrated by uh, what's his name? Uh, Al Franklin and Fra Al Franken, and it's called Supply Side Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no. It's incredible. Supply it's amazing. Uh, yes. And the guy who actually, the animator on it was actually uh, uh, Wes Ball, believe it or not. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, that's a super funny one. I haven't seen that in a while, but that was pretty good. Just, just look it up. Supply Side Supply Jesus. Side Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah. about, you know, Jesus who gets his nails done so that he could pay someone money to, uh, you know, earn a living. So he looks really beautiful and, and his beard is nicely trimmed by because he pays the poor people to take care of his beautiful body and that's right. buy him that's right buy him things just trickle down economics Jesus. They, uh, <laughs> there's just a massive study I was, I was fascinated by this there's a massive study of the effect of trickle down economics in terms of like the movement of wealth um since reagan started pushing yeah, it early in 80s, 80s in the early right. 80s and it has effectively redistributed nearly 90 percent of wealth to the one percent right yeah. so yes good job that worked <laughs> that worked really really well and for yes. people that are against and, wealth redistribution you really fucking nailed it i gotta tell you that's yeah. pretty great nice job yeah. nice job everybody yeah. anyway. now jesus was actually a jewish socialist uh just true. like bernie sanders all right uh so by the way speaking of other things look how political we got it right off the bat that's I my know. fault I, I saw this thing and i will dig the e link up and i'll i'll put it on line tonight mm. and uh it was called white igloo operation white igloo oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i saw i saw you saw the documentary we, we, you send it to us dude yes did i send it to you guys yeah you did uh but isn't uh, that wild like but hold on quickly mm -hmm. That operation, and I'll spread the word about it, was Mac. Who was the guy? Rumsfeld ran it. Yeah, but Rumsfeld ran it. Yep. Donald yeah. Rumsfeld. It was 1968. It was 18 million dollars a week to run. Yeah, it was a billion dollars a year in 1968. A billion dollars. That's how much money that is. Yeah, it, uh, like in that time period, it's in insanity. that time period. It's insanity now. Million that now a week. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Because they had all those supercomputers, but basically they created a, a like a, a machine learning yeah yes. algorithm back in 1968. I mean, yeah, if you, if you remove the if you remove anything about Vietnam from it, it's a fascinating thing to have done. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, and by the way, that site is great. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I subscribe to that. It's really cool. Yeah, that's so, okay. really interesting. So yeah, uh, to, for people in our, that are listening, uh, just I'm going to post it right the, now. The, it is a yeah. Uh, Eric will post it. It's a, it's a small documentary on Operation uh, White Igloo, which was a uh, military sort of testing ground for planting informational delivery devices along 
the Ho Chi Minh Trail, Ho Chi Minh Ho Chi Minh Trail. Trail yeah. to see if they could track troop movements. Well, more specifically, like... what more specifically what they did is they tracked the movements, but they didn't attack when the movements were there. Mm -hmm. They then used the information, fed it into a supercomputer to predict, predict yeah, exactly. when the troops would be back based right. on the data they had collected over the years. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's, it's very, insane. are there any, any fans of Neil Stevenson out there? It's a very Neil Stevenson-y thing to have Yes, done. yes. It's, it's very, very interesting. Kryptonami Yeah, very much uh, Okay, <laughs> uh, we should talk about what the films that we are uh, gonna discuss today, because. Uh, I, like I said, I absolutely loved it. Eric, thank you so much. I should note that I barely, barely didn't scrugs it because I finished <laughs> watching, I finished watching uh, uh, um, uh, a cul-de-sac uh, moments before uh, we started broadcasting. Has anyone here uh, maybe not fully 100% scrugs, but maybe 3% scrugs? Like they didn't finish the last 10 minutes of the movie before they came and talked about it? Yeah. Like I mean, between the three of us? Between the three of us? Uh, have you <laughs> i may have <laughs> have you have you did I, you finish yeah, watching cul-de-sac i i i did i i've actually i'd seen cul-de-sac many years ago it was nice to catch up with it again uh but the um uh like i believe i can't remember what movie it was for but i definitely watched the last three minutes of the movie while we were talking about the movie <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that counts as scrugging it, but like for the at least for the that three minutes, I was completely scrugging for sure. I scrugged yeah. it the first time, and I learned my lesson. Yeah, but so it became I, a classic. Really... Became a yeah. classic. Have you it's... since watched Buster Scruggs? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. he loved it. Remember? That's right. I loved it. That's right. That's a great picture. I just totally didn't know that it yeah. was. I thought you thought we were just going to do uh, Roma, but we did two movies. That's right. uh, I do want to note the... that uh, Redbeard noted, in if anyone wants to know. That cul-de-sac is available on Tubi TV. So T-U-B-I-T-V.com, which is basically a free streaming service with ads. And you can watch cul-de-sac there, which is cool. I don't know. And you can also pick it up, of course, on Did my video just go wonky? Hopefully looks okay Looks okay Can you guys still hear me? Hopefully you guys can still hear me. All good. Yeah. Well, on Twitch, it looks wonky. Can you hear me? Oh wait, monkey man! You did go crazy. You can I was hear. Looking the wrong way. I'm sorry. You did go crazy. Okay, so I, at least my my audio is okay. Yeah, you've turned into sort of this very abstract. I have Amish no place. idea what happened. Yeah, it's still gone bananas. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm back. There you okay. go. Popped in. All right. By That's, the way, um, I saw something else this week, and it's really kind of an interesting thing. It was on YouTube. When I work out, I watch a lot of just YouTube and hit buttons and get to places <laughs> that are like what. So that's why I pull up all this weird stuff because it's mm -hmm. literally when I'm working out. And it's why, you, why you're in such hot shape. We have to tell. You know, well, that as well about that. But yeah. the point is, I I just hit things and I watch them I'm like, what? And so you get down these rabbit holes that you never normally would get down. But mm -hmm. did you know that uh, I saw an interview with Meatloaf? You guys know who Meatloaf is? Yes. Oh, yeah. I tripped over his luggage at, uh, at uh, Kennedy Airport. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was there. At Kennedy's assassination. No, really? No. Yeah, I saw an That's interview wild. on English TV, and I'll pass it along. Hang he on, did you just see you that you tripped over his luggage at where? Kennedy Airport. And he was at the Kennedy assassination. Yes, this he is an met entire Kennedy new website. before he died. <laughs> he met Kennedy before That's he died. Wild. That's wild. His friend's father was because he grew up in <laughs> Dallas, and he was about 15, 16. He just got his license, and his friend's father was head of security for the stadium that, or knew somebody who was head of security. So they got him in and they waited for his car to come and the car pulled up from the airport and his buddy got the nerve to go out and shake his hand. And he's like, Hey kids. 
And so then they're like, oh my God, we met Kennedy. Well, we're going to catch him a little later. So they went to Mickey Mantle's because Mickey Mantle was from Dallas. He had a bowling alley. So they're mm -hmm. playing in the bowling alley. And then somebody said, oh my God, the president's been shot because he left the speech and he goes through Dealey Plaza. So they get out in the parking lot. They're like, so Kennedy was shot. Half the people didn't believe him. And then the other best friends, who's three boys, including Meatloaf, said, wait a minute, my mother's on duty tonight because she's a nurse at Parkland Hospital. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Parkland. So they go, and on the way there, about they were five blocks away. On the fourth block, a guy runs in front of their car with a badge and wouldn't let them pass. It was Secret Service, and he said, slide over. So he slides over, and he drives to Parkland. And they go through security, everything, and people are panicking. And the car pulls up, and they're pulling Kennedy's body out. And he's standing there by the car, all bloodied. Wow. And if you look at old footage, he says, you will see him. Meatloaf. Three guys, three kids, standing by the car as they bring him in. How I, old was he? 15, 16. Man, you know. I, That's I'm, strange. That's very strange. It's quite an image. And it's sort of like, like I was actually talking about this online. Uh, I think one of our listeners here about the, the you should never do alien versus predator because they're on two different levels of experience. Like alien is a great work of art, the master work of cinema. And then predator is an awesome 80s movie. It's really cheesy. Now, no offense to meatloaf. It's very weird for me to think about meatloaf and JFK living in the same universe yes so me so <laughs> like meatloaf is alien and jfk is predator is that what you're saying uh, maybe either way yeah either way but you get the idea <laughs> like the, those are two different uh portions of my brain that i've never mixed before and yeah. uh and I, I i'm surprised that oliver stone didn't use more meatloaf music in jfk that would have been much more much more appropriate i think yeah <laughs> uh more cool. meatloaf always better so um so we we should we, should, we did we did we already mention what we Wait, talked about cold sack no. and sexy beast cold sack sexy beast. who do you want to do the uh the sum up uh well first of all uh so the these were uh, this was an eric suggestion so of course i was worried no i'm just kidding uh but it, i was i already seen sexy beast and i love sexy beast mm -hmm. it was great to re-see it mm -hmm. uh he said he saw cul-de-sac on Criterion. Uh, we just established it's also available on Tubi, but we are watching it on Criterion channel, which uh, is great. And uh, it's, I got to say, man, this was a great, great two movies. Uh, and yeah. and I, I have the, the thing that's, I'm under a lot of stress right now because I'm doing a lot of crazy things and mm -hmm. I'm very, very busy. And Eric knows that because he's working with me on some of the stuff and, and we're working crazy uh, on crazy stuff. And so it's very hard to sort of say, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch a movie about someone that's stressed out <laughs> yeah, no, in no, their no. life. Right. But it was so good. It was so good. And I really want to thank you, Eric. Uh, because I thought this was a great selection. And I didn't really know. I was like, yeah, I like Sexy Beast. And I was like, yeah, it was it was good to see it. And then you put it, you paired it with Kolosak. And I've, I've loved Roman Polanski films. Um, and uh, this one was a good one. It was definitely along those lines. 
but uh, yeah, I don't know. We can do we can do to sum up uh, for sure. Um, uh, in the chat, in the chat, uh, who has seen uh, both these movies, none of these movies, one of these movies? Go ahead and let us know uh, which which ones you've seen and which one you haven't seen, so we can get started on it. But I actually feel like we could sh we should start with Sexy Beast and then go to Cul de Sac. All right, that sounds good. Does that I sound good to you, Eric? Certainly, more people have yeah. seen Sexy Beast. I'm sure. Yeah. Like I would guess that like at least half our audience must have seen Sexy Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy Beast only. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Alan yeah. has only heard I've of Sexy Beast. Heard of Sexy Sexy Beast is by the same director as uh, Birth and a personal favorite of mine, Under the Skin. Uh, right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. We just well we did one Under the Skin. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's all right. Same director. Oof. Different yeah. film different film uh but good uh it has a little bit of uh you know cockney gangster vibe to it yeah right? it's a little bit of a crossover oh, with, yeah uh, stuff we've covered before jonathan glazer yep. is the guy i was looking for jonathan glazer uh, yeah. and it's got a little bit of uh of that it's got a little bit of uh what's the what's the uh michael kane film that we covered and did it as well get carter get carter it's got a little bit of uh yeah it's got some good stuff in there, but it's, like I would it's, imagine that uh, Ben Kingsley in this movie would be great friends with Michael Caine and Get Carter. Like those guys, yes. would, those guys would definitely be drinking pretty hard together. And right for one shot. Ben Kingsley is such a horrible, horrible person in this movie. We should have paired this with Gandhi because it just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like... There's actually a great shot of him, like when he's sitting on the bed shirtless. And I was just like that looks like a shot from Gandhi. I'm like, I wonder if they actually did this. Yeah, yeah when he's totally... sitting on their floor, it was just yeah. fucking hilarious. But I also uh, said something to my wife. It's like, because he, was, he won an Oscar at that age, mm -hmm. it allows him to make these great choices because he's not, you know... Yeah, he hits it big early on the, and then he can just pick what he wants. Wants right. and just really dive into it and not have to worry about bottom line or something. And it paid off. Yeah. Absolutely. He is an over-the-top person, though. In this, oh right? yeah, without a doubt, and it takes so that's a, it. it. Takes a great actor to do over the top this well. Exactly what I was going to yeah. say, because you can do over the top and it just looks stupid. But he yeah. made it work and made it. You really, really, really. Yeah, when you swing for the him. fences, man, you better be Babe Ruth. <laughs> that's yeah. just the way it goes. <laughs> swing to the fences. Yeah, that's yeah. It's like strong. it's the same as like with um, uh, Daniel Day Lewis and There Will Be Blood. Like there, there. I love There Will Be Blood. There Will Be Blood is almost broken because nobody in the movie is as good as him. Like, and there's no. a bunch of good actors in that movie, and he's still like, nope. <laughs> you can be near me, but you can't beat me. That's the way it is, and that's that's nearly what happens in Sexy Beast. Like Don Don Logan dominates this movie even before don logan shows up and it's brilliantly brilliant it's really good uh uh and obviously i love it the opening scene is brilliant do you think of that every time you lie out in the sun i don't lie out in the sun uh, <laughs> and next time <laughs> i i uh, even when i go fishing i i wear uh, appropriate clothing to shield myself from melanoma if i can yeah, this, yeah this, that's it, smart <laughs> good idea like I, I worried for him when i see that shot and he's just like bright pink i'm like i hope that's makeup that is a dangerous thing to be doing right there that's stunt work line up the sun like that it's terrible kinsley said he based don logan on his grandmother oh, <laughs> god bless him god bless him <laughs> Okay, so should we should should we go through this, the, the 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 synopsis of this because it's 
it's pretty quick. I mean, like it's, it's pretty uh, quick, but it's really brilliant, brilliant acting and really great, great yeah. performances. It's um, there's a retired gangster who is uh, played by what's his name, a great actor, um, yeah. and um, and he is chilling at his beautiful house with his friends and his ex in Spain. In Spain, and he's so just like, it, they're life. two retired gangsters basically, right. and two retired gangster couples. Like they've basically made paid their dues, right. cashed out, and bought a big house in Spain, and that's where they live. And they're out. This is what and we call the VFX artist plan right here. Right. They do nothing. Right. <laughs> the VFX artist plan. So he sits by, so it starts off with literally with an opening shot of him in the, you know, uh, in, a, in, a, in a chair going, oh, he's hot. Oh, he's so hot. <laughs> so and he's just basically just sitting there baking in the sun. And that's literally the poster. It's the yeah. opening shot. It's the, the little yellow speedo, big belly. Big belly. And is and he just looks like a roasted turkey. Yes. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a, a sexy, sexy beast. beast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ray Winstone. Thank you very much. For Ray Winstone's yeah. so good. He was in... Um, uh, <laughs> Google's Ray Winstone's game. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. He was in Quadrophenia. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's a, yeah. He's I love I love Winston. Winston's yeah, a terrific actor. Yeah, like he he shows up and you're like, oh, I remember when Brittany Winston exists, and I love him. And uh, this, but this is definitely definitely. <laughs> Man says that he googled Ray, googling Ray Winston's skin cancer. It yeah. comes out him uh, to find out he's a big supporter of skin cancer professional. I campaigns. bet that comes from that opening scene. I bet he was out there going like, gotta be. It's gotta <laughs> be. Somebody approached him. Yeah, that's now, it's serious. clearly a spray on tan that he has. So it's fine. You know, he it's just, he just yeah, it's, I think it's pink spray paint. They're actually yeah, using. Yeah, it's it is it is yeah. a it is a. It is Donald Trump level of orange, man. Yeah, that's heavy duty. Uh, yeah. But he's just chilling. He, like he's got this, well, happy with his wife, his friends, beautiful, like you know, dirty deep. waterside, lovely. They, life. And they, and so yeah, but the but more important thing is while he's sitting out there, this giant boulder comes rolling down the hill, goes over his head, and crashes into his pool and and destroys a big portion of his pool. Right. right. Rest of, and rest of the time, the pool is empty. <laughs> well, it goes, jumps in the pool. He gets into it's just it's just brilliant. I don't yeah. know. It, it's it the, the, all both these movies. Uh, by the way, are slow. I'm mm -hmm. not. They're not fast. They're, they they're in the moment movies. Like they're in the moment. This huge character just like, you development. Just, you just you just sort of lounge in the in in the the flavor of the movie as you're in it. You don't wait for the right. plot to move ahead. Like, right. Nothing happens in these movies. It's pretty straightforward. Right. And what's what's clear, what's interesting about you know these guys, these these gangsters, is that they are complete. They they do they make it very clear that like they sit by the pool, they'll eat a sandwich, or go to a restaurant and go home, and do nothing. They're like literally completely doing nothing. In fact, you don't even know that they're ex gangsters. Really, how I don't great think they, is that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. Life, dude. <laughs> oh my god what a right. life <laughs> and so they have there's a there's pool boy that comes by um and there's a couple other things that happen uh but uh, generally speaking it's it's you know it's it's uh it's pretty easy going then someone shows up <laughs> don logan don logan played by ben kinsley and he's a they're all terrified, you know, like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, shit. But they all, just sorry to interrupt. They do. It's very pointed out. You, you really get that vibe. Like, he's just enjoying his life. Right. Like, it couldn't be better than this. 
Oh yeah, right. yeah he's and like he is. He's achieved what he always dreamed he would achieve. Yeah, like this. This is it. No more. No more violence. No. No more worries. No. Right. No danger. They're in Spain, just like an American gangster would retire in Costa Rica or something mm-hmm. like that. Same thing, right? Right. And it, and like it doesn't even feel like ultra rich. It feels sort of like no. like like you know good enough to be happy. Good enough. Rich. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. Okay. It's enough. It's enough. And then, and like it is. No, that's it, all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. And it's like it's not lavish. They're not living in a zillion dollar mansion. It's just like no, they're living in a million dollar mansion. Million dollar mansion. Not a not a zillion dollar mansion. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and uh, yeah, and then and once they even hear that Don Logan's on the way, like they're like, oh no, <laughs> they are panicking. They're panicking. Uh, and he shows up, like nice place you got here, but is the terrifying person just yeah. just the way he talks to them the way he expresses himself everything he does is terrifying even though and possibly because of the fact that he is this little sort of skinny yeah. young kingsley <laughs> like it's not like he's rolling in like Arnold Schwarzenegger. very unnerving though as his character but it's 100 percent his... his personality is so dominating and so commanding that like right. nobody can even nobody even knows what to do <laughs> he's a little he's a little not not the same person but there's the same intimidation factor that you get from like uh, uh, Joe Pesci in 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 right. Pesci. Films. Yeah. Is that yeah that real yeah. tightly packed insanity. Yeah, like right. you know that if you if you say anything wrong, he's going to murder someone. Like yeah. he's going to go crazy. Yeah, without any hesitation. Right. <laughs> right. And, right. And, and and like you don't even know what the wrong thing is. Like so, you know, like it's not even like you like like it's not even the fact that like you don't want to insult him. It's just like you don't really even know what you might say that will make him explode period and he has shown she's the good example yeah, exactly exactly yeah it's like goodfellas pesci exactly and uh yeah like oh i'm funny to you i'm a clown like yeah. that only all the time <laughs> like, right the, well sexy beast is the funny clown bit from goodfellas for two straight hours right and, uh and uh and what's really great is that he has showed up to say we need you to come back and do and a do job, a job. And right. you have, and and basically, he's like, I, I, I'm, I'm retired. I don't do that anymore. Thanks. Goes, Cheers, mate. He's like, it's you're great. gonna do it. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. It's like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. um, I'm gonna have to say no. You're gonna have to say yes. And he says, yes, no. yes, 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 yes. And he starts yelling at him. It's like, uh, it's so funny. One of the scenes where he's on the beach with him, he's like, I'm here for you. Tell me what's going through your mind. He's like, he says um, something like, um, he's like, I'm a good listener. And he's like, look, Donna, I, I, I don't want to do it. Fuck you. You're going to do it. <laughs> Talk to me. I'm a good listener. Well, I don't want to do it. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, leathery. Yeah, look at your skin, mate. <laughs> it's like an alligator van bag. Fucking media mean. <laughs> or as McMahon already pointed out, when he says uh, possibly but the iconic line from the movie for me is when he says, uh, you're gonna you're you're gonna say yes, man. He goes, no, I'm gonna have to turn this opportunity down, Don. He's gonna you're gonna have to turn this opportunity. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's a great line. <laughs> yeah, no, it's insane. And he's like, this is one of. I mean, Kingsley is a great actor across the board. Like even in bad movies, he's great. If you watch him in like Species, he's still great. 
but this is one of his absolute champion roles ever. Yes. Like this is this is I I would want him to be remembered for this over almost any other role, including Gandhi. Play, including <laughs> Gandhi. And yeah, I you know Gandhi's not a bad movie. Gandhi's a pretty. That's not a bad movie, but it's a little out of Africa. Yeah, it's kinda. a little bit. <laughs> it's, that's it's, that it, era, though. That's classic eighties uh, epic movies. Yeah, well, epic, but epic. Ep like. Not epic in the good way. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, Amadeus and like, out and of the, Africa. The, the and very all proper that. epic. The yeah. very proper epic. As opposed to like Lawrence of Arabia is not a proper epic. That's a really intense movie. Like that's a yes. super intense movie. Whereas Gandhi is just sort of like, here we are and we're enjoying something that is very cultured. Cult very, yes, yes. very important to enjoy it's, because it's, we are very smart people. Yes. And like it's, it's like, like going to the Met uh, because you want to see all the impressionist paintings. Yes. And everyone's sort of cutting <laughs> each other gently on the back for being uh, 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 so a, cultured. Yes. Yeah, so cultured. Uh, and, so cultured. Uh, and it's that, that being said, it is, it is not a bad movie. It's actually a pretty good movie. But it like is. if you compare it, like, like for, for instance, for a long time, I didn't see Amadeus because I thought Amadeus was a movie like Gandhi. And it turns yeah. out Amadeus is fucking hilarious. That's the, and that's the whole point is it throws you off guard. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Amadeus I was expecting... is much closer to Animal House than it is to what you think it's going to be. Including the same actor. Call, that's why <laughs> yeah. they got called Tom Hulse to be in it. Yeah, uh, I do want to really point sad. out that Dave 3D said that the, uh, according to an IMDb trivia, the other actors frequently forgot their lines because they were so terrified of Kinsley and his unpredictable <laughs> and how unpredictable he was in his scenes, which is uh, um, pretty terrifying. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, good yeah. So but, he was supposed to be on the job. Then what? what I, okay, I got He it. promised Teddy Bess that, that he would do it. And so he goes down there and he says, no, and he's like, you're going to make me look bad. Mm -hmm. Right. But there were more reasons that they cover. It's a very sexual, they have sexual undertones to it. It's just really. Yeah. Like there's a constant feeling of like, just psychologically, like it's a very, I'm, I'm in, I'm in danger movie. <laughs> like, you're, like you're just yeah. like, this dude is not, I don't know what he's going to do, but it's going to be bad. It's going to be just when you bad. thought you were out, they bring you back in. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and like, he's like, he talks about how he like, uh, Don had sex with his wife and like all the others, just like, or whether with that, yeah, what's her face. And, uh, and you're just H's like his wife, H's wife rather. And, uh, and, and you're just like, you just like, the more, you know, about him, the scarier he gets, you're just like, this is impossible. He works and his way to every aspect of your life. as soon as he says, you came down here because of, um, uh, what's her name? The wife, H's yeah. wife. He's mm -hmm. like, I come down here. Professional reasons. We're professional people. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God. So, so fantastic. <laughs> uh, but really... this, this is essentially the movie is like, is is dealing with Don. <laughs> like, right. And if, if you've ever been in any kind of, you've been in a relationship like this, or you've had, or you've known someone like this, where they just sort of control the atmosphere. Like everybody yes. now has to deal with this person when they right. show up. Uh, it is a, uh, it is a, it's a very challenging movie to watch because I've been around people like this and, and, and it's it's horrible Chris. like they just fucking what? like <laughs> yeah obviously they they yeah. come in and they 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 rule the room instantaneously and right. uh and and so the movie is essentially like how do you deal with an uh a an enraged narcissist uh as as this fucking monster that is literally going to eat you all if you set him off the wrong way it's really really wild and it's also very very funny which is weird because it's also horrifying it's basically a horror movie that is funny Right. Well, the um, violence is funny. That's the fun thing. <laughs> it's true. It is. Yeah. 
Well, it's first of all, it's absolutely beautifully shot. I mean, yes. it's, it's, they should call this movie uh, an ode to bokeh. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Exactly. Also, probably the greatest heist style. Like the oh, heist oh, oh so good. Oh, it's cool, man. It's the best. Super it's cool. The best. So, so and good. Get, and you get uh, what's his name from Deadwood uh, in there, and like, oh, just like everything about this is just stylish and fun, and like the casting is great. And, you know, Gla Glazer. I forget. Uh, isn't Glazer's background something like advertising or something like? I can't remember what he where he comes from uh, as a director. But like, it feels like, you know, it feels glitzy and glamorous in one way, uh, but terrifying in another. It's like he tries to create this. He creates this imagery to deconstruct the flavor the imagery produces, and it's really, it's really, really, uh, it's a fascinating choice. And like, he mm -hmm. only makes a movie like once every, you know eight years or something like this but almost yeah, every time that he makes a movie it's like an event for me especially like under the skin was like it's great movie absolutely next level oh. material now yeah. and uh and so like this one like i i remember seeing when i was i felt like i was like oh i love quentin tarantino style movies you know and that's <laughs> and that's basically what i went in for and then i get this instead and uh and then i've been following his career ever since yeah it's really, really great he's better than yeah, um, for some people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I had to push that button. I had to push that button. Uh, but yeah, no, he is it's absolutely fantastic. And um he is definitely um yeah, he's special in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um so uh let's see. So he uh uh he gets on a plane to go back and then gets off the plane and comes back after them, right? That's that was is that what happened? Right, yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah, right. Okay. So because he's basically pissed at them because he's going to come back with nothing and he wants to yell at them or whatever mm -hmm. oh and God. basically strong arm them into doing the job. Right. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, he's on the plane and the guy behind him says, please put out your cigarette. He's like, how about I cut your hands off and use them as ashtrays? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put it out if you're all right with me putting it out in your eye. <laughs> Is that yeah. Deal? <laughs> yeah, that was a great. Yeah, he, he gets himself kicked off the plane. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Can I talk to you for a moment? I had a moment. It's like he touched my bum. He's like, now oh I my don't God. Want press charges. <laughs> when he when he says he touched my he touched my uh, he touched my front he touched the bottom of my front. <laughs> <laughs> so incredible. Yeah. The, the, the front of my bottom. It was right. The front of my bottom. The front of my bottom. Yeah, <laughs> but when he gets, he's getting off the plane, he goes, I hope this crashes. <laughs> it's like, this is just beautiful. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. I hope this crashes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, it's basically Pesci. Yeah, it's a yeah. good call, Dan. I mean, that's, well, uh, that's, I, that's I was the one who I said Pesci. That, David, Chris, I'll go Only with Dan could come up with stuff. Obviously, like I mean, Dan, no, well, wait, wait, get the right. I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an amateur film, like, don't, yeah, I get uh, no, it. no, 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 don't sell yourself short. You do, I am you really, really uh, work. Hard I am the tallest one of all of us. No, wait, you're right. my height. Yeah, uh, and we're almost exactly the same age. How tall are you? Me, yeah, six three. No, I'm six one. Okay. I'm 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 six three, but I hunch a lot, so I'm in between you and Eric. I'm probably well. I you I may be slightly shorter now because I did get back surgery and I did remove a little bit of the jelly out of my spine. So I'm yeah, yeah. It's the jelly that really gets you up there. It's the yep. jelly, Boston <laughs> cream pie. It. That's that's right. Yeah, jelly also makes you whiter. I'm just uh, just that. That's true. I mean, it's very true. That's <laughs> true. Ian McShane. Thank you, Dave. Through the guy. I don't know why I can't think of obvious names yeah. like that. But there we go. And also, I, before best. we forget, I want to make sure I forgot who recommended this to us. I've already seen it. And I love it. Um, Ian McShane in a movie directed by Anthony Perkins called The Last of Sheila should be on, in, on our list. 
that Ooh. I love The Last of Sheila. If you haven't seen Last of Sheila, it's a really, really weird movie. Put uh, it on the put it on our Slack. Just Slack. Going to... Yeah, it just popped into my head. Whoever uh, wh- I I can't remember who the hell suggested that, but thank you. I believe it, it is someone from chat. And I'm going to write that in right this very second. Nice. All right. But yeah, so uh Sexy Beast uh is yeah, it's like I think that it like it did it did come out uh in a period where because you have someone like two thousand. Yeah, so, so two thousand is like the tail end of um Tarantino's impact on in indie film. Right, right, it's kind of the yep. the lock stock, lock stock well, lock sock came out around that time, and then right. it was also like uh, uh, Kill Bill and all that kind of movies. Well, it's like because like Tar- like whether, whether we love or hate Tarantino, Chris and I represent two halves of that coin. But whether like his impact in terms of what is popular in indie film is hard to like. It's like in the middle of the you know from Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, like suddenly there's a zillion copies of this stuff. Yeah, and uh, and it just yes. ricochets back and forth uh, across America, and and then it goes over into England and ricochets around England, and you get a lot of Guy Ritchie material and all that kind of jazz. And this is one of the things that sort of I like. I bet it was funded because of that. It was the last of that wave. Uh, yet it also it is the thing that set this director free. Um, and I think that it's interesting when you see because like he's not really interested in pursuing this like gangster movies or anything. It's not like, you know, like he goes back and does this ever again. You know, he just saw it, I think, as an opportunity to uh, to stick his toe in the, you know, to, or throw his hat in the ring and say like, I wanna, I've always wanted to get into directing. I'm doing whatever commercial work. And so I'm going to make something that will be uh, a popular hit, but I'm going to make it my own way. And it's, that's a very Kubrickian thing to do, right? Yeah. Good. Like Kubrick's early stuff is straight up noir because noir was popular. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he was not interested. He didn't give a shit about making film noir. He was just like, yeah, like the, what was it, the killers? It's just a vehicle. Yeah, killing, yeah, yeah exactly. It's just a vehicle for me to get get in the game, you know. And uh, and now where you see that where uh, Jonathan Glazer's gone, like he has become like in the Kubrick ballpark, you know. Like I would, yeah, that's yeah, about right. He is could... he is definitely on that trajectory. Like he'd have to make a, a few more films before he got there, but like yeah. Under the Skin is like. Under the Skin it's, is one of the few, it's such few a movies beautiful that, film. Yeah, like that. That is like, uh, like there's ma- there are many movies that and like it's funny with like with me and Kubrick with me and Kubrick like Kubrick is one easily one of my favorite filmmakers. But me and not, Kubrick it sounds like a children's book. Yeah, just me me and Kubrick sort of cockeyed letters. But like he is uh, like I don't I'm not sure if any maybe one of his films is in like my top ten films of all time. But he's just this force to be reckoned with. And Glazer's movie Under the Skin, like that's way higher on my personal favorite list than anything that Kubrick's done outside of 2001. Paths of Glory? Mm-hmm. I, love, I do love Paths of Glory, but like Under the Skin is just like this massive... Apple fucking... Dumpling Gang? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. You, now that you say it, maybe I should... Glazer was apparently still. a music video guy before film, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Along the Fincher side of things, right? Fincher yeah. was a music video right. guy. Right, Fincher yeah. and Bay and all those guys, like, all came yeah. up around the same time. But now he's just so <laughs> far from that. Genie's no. got a gun? That was him, right? It's, I believe, yeah. Genie got a gun was Bay, wasn't it? Or Fincher? No. They're indistinguishable to start out with. I don't know. No, like, Genie's both got getting... a gun. Yeah, like because he did uh, um, Don. Henley's. Oh my god! He said he uh, he did music videos for Radiohead, uh, Jamiroquai, and Blur. Yeah, there you go. So he's mm-hmm. like, honestly, he was a little bit cooler. Star off it. No, no um, Glazer. Yeah. So Thank you, Mickey Man, for doing all of our research for us. I know. Yeah. <laughs> 
still a little producer work there. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that like, because you know, to give Fincher and Bay credit, like they were doing this stuff in like the 90s, but it is basically mm -hmm. the same journey. It is the same journey. And uh, 89. 80, 89. 89. That's right. right. Janie's got a gun is 89. Janie's got, and uh, no. Madonna's was videos, it? right? Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, what's his? Uh, um. Uh. There's a lot of. Uh. Vogue. 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 Was yeah. Fincher. That's right. Fincher. And and I think the 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 con the 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 production design for Vogue was done by. Now I'm name blanking. Um. Uh. He's the same oh, guy. Welsh? No. 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 He was the same guy who did the Minority Report stuff. Uh. He's and he was been on my podcast. He's really cool. Yeah, Michael Gladwell, Malcolm. No, Malcolm. yeah, no, no, you're you're close. Uh, uh, Malcolm, I've met him. Uh, 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 Malcolm. No, no, you're yeah, you're um, <laughs> Alan, Alan. Uh, uh, no, uh, no. Uh, no, Richard, no, no, I got it. Richard Tour de Force. Uh, no. Tour de Force. Yeah, he's great. He's great. That's true. But, <laughs> but yes, yeah. A lot of these, like a lot of the great filmmakers today, actually started off doing, you know. That Aerosmith videos. <laughs> I'm like, that's just how it works. Uh, Michael Bay, however, has continued to make music videos with all of his films. And so we have to, I have to give it to Michael Alex Bay. McDowell. Alex McDowell. Alex McDowell. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, like, I, I just rewatched both uh, Mindhunter season one and two. And uh, like, you compare that, I mean, no, no slam against uh, early Fincher, but like, I would never have predicted. Uh, the guy who's directing Vogue being able to direct something like as groundbreaking as Mindhunter. Like, that's really shocking to me. Like, it's yeah, really, or, really or, or Monk. Or Mank. Sorry. Mank, Monk, also Monk. <laughs> that's a different one. <laughs> I, I would love it. If Monk, was, yeah, if, loves... if Monk was see, secretly a, a show as good as Mindhunter and I've been avoiding it all this time, then please, please stop no, me. Okay. No, it's not. But but that's a good idea. I do love uh, Props to Shalhoub. Okay, so should we get back to the synopsis on Sexy Beast? He Sexy goes, it turns out the violence ensues at the, at the house, but it doesn't seem to be quite resolved. And next thing you know, he is going to London to do the job. Right. right? Well, he has to. He has no choice. He has no choice. He has to do the job. Yes, right? Grosvenor. Yes, Grosvenor. But there is, <laughs> we realize that there's actually a piece of the story that's missing that happened at the house, which is revealed through the uh, rest of the thing. It's kind of like, ah, the missing piece, right? Uh, so he goes to do the job and he's got a plan on how he's going to, how he's yes, going to. Because if he didn't show up, he would be suspect number one with some dangerous people. Right. Right. So he does show up and yes. he does the job and he does, he is. Uh, <laughs> and he admits at the end that he did the murder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, which basically they murdered Ben Kingsley at the house and buried him in the pool where the pool was damaged from the boulder. Exactly. That's basically what the happened. Hole yeah, but he, the admits, he admits to Teddy Bess. Mm -hmm. Right. But the whole thing with Teddy Bess is very, very stressful. Very yeah. stressful. It's almost worse than the Ben Kingsley one. <laughs> well, because he has so much power, because there's just yes. so much power. You know, it doesn't even matter because like he's the kind of guy who controls Ben Kingsley. Like, yeah. that, like he has people like Ben Kingsley working for him. Right. And so like the threat is just beyond anything. And, and they uh, do have that guy that shows up like a beast a little bit like Donnie Darko with the fucking 
right the rabbit <laughs> the rabbit yeah that shows up in his imagination right uh but the scene of when he's at the restaurant eating and he's like he didn't call you from heathrow he goes yeah he called me from heathrow he said he arrived and it's like and yeah, the way he's eating and he's clearly lying but he's doing his best to look like he's not lying right no nope. it's amazing <laughs> yeah it's terrific yeah <clears throat> Yeah. yeah yeah the 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 best thing you could do with people like ben gangsley is bury them under your swimming pool <laughs> i think that's the argument the movie's making it's yeah. really only one way out with a guy like this <laughs> yeah uh that and, that. and then uh he does the job the job itself is hard hard as hell but they yeah. basically rob a bank by going digging through a swimming pool at a spa or a, uh, a next steam. door is a spa yeah and they dig through the swimming pool uh with and they they they, they flood the 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 bank uh and uh they steal all the uh the the stuff there and it's and, i mean it's a stylish bit of business too like this yeah this is like the heist is beautiful the heist yeah. is great and like the thing is this movie is so good at that point like it didn't even matter if they actually went and did a heist like I've just been like, if this is simply dealing with Don and that's the movie, then I'm okay. Yeah, like, the heist like, is like stressful. The heist is also awesome. Like yeah, because like, they're 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 in their speedos with yeah. breathing, uh, you know, with tunneling with their, through from tunneling through a, a swimming pool. Door to the bank. Yeah, it's it so great. it's so stressful. It yeah. just looks like the the worst way possible to try to get into a bank. But, but the coolest looking way pool. to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the lighting is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. It's it's really really it's way up there on my my on my highest list. This is probably within the top, yeah. It really top is four or five top sure. notch. Yeah, it's it's tip top. Uh, and like that's the thing is like I love when movies like I said like this movie didn't need to have the heist and you're actually kind of for me like you're risking the movie by actually including the heist you know like, right because the movie is working it's it's working so well without it i mean it's like in it's like reservoir dogs like the like it's good that you don't see the heist in reservoir dogs. that's right you know like that's that's like the fact that it exists only in your imagination really is is part of the intention of the movie um and and this this comes close to that and they had to like he had to pull out all the stops in order for me to believe that it was worth it. And it, he, he, he pulls it off. The payout like, that, is, that is just incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Risky, risky motherfucker. That guy, he's a great risky director. Like when you, when you got it going on, you're like, yeah, let's roll the dice one more time. <laughs> right. Like that is True. really spectacular. Oh, yeah. pardon me. My microphone is about to fall. And then him, uh, basically, after they pull off the heist, then it's literally like the scene from Goodfellas where they pull off the heist and they're all having their cocktails. They even play practically playing the same, you know, <laughs> yes. gangster music at the bar while they're having drinks and celebrating the end of the heist. <laughs> so, That's right. And he's trying to he's trying to just get the fuck out of there, right? Uh, and that was got, a big mistake. Yeah, he had really a suitcase with him. <laughs> And they're like keeping traps. Like, where are you going? Where are you going? He's like, I got, uh, got a, got a plane to catch. But he knows that he, he's. What's interesting is that at the end, he says, "I could give a fuck all about Don." Um, well, hold on. End. You can't, you can't, you can't go from that. What I was just saying to get to the end without a context of the middle, Eric. <laughs> well, I'm trying to say I'm looking at the character itself, and that guy, uh, Teddy Bass. That yes. there was this. 
you know, he was suspicious. You were talking about him being suspicious and trying yes. to get underneath it, but he didn't have proof, right? But he was suspicious. But most of those people are just going by their guts. I don't need proof and they'll shoot you, right? Right, right. So right. there's this thing where he's like, well, I'm not convinced, so I can't do it, but man, I want to do it. But he murders someone right in front of him too, just to yes, show but him that's that he the could. person who's going to pin him to the bank. Right. So he had to do it. Right. But but the thing is, it's like he had this weird code, I felt, because if he felt that he did it, which he was pretty correct, that something is suspicious, then he would have just acted on it and done it. But he didn't. He's like, oh, I want to. He keeps asking questions and he's right. perplexed by it. Mm -hmm. And it's like because he wants the guy to code. admit that he wants the guy to admit that he murdered Don. Right. right. But he's right. not going to do it. And he never actually admits anything, by the way. He just right. basically said, I'm out of this business. And then well, he, he does, though. He admits at the end. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He doesn't no, he, say it. But in the car when he's at the end and yeah. he says. How much did he offer? He said, well, we didn't work on it. Mm -hmm. If he didn't really do anything to Don, then he would have said, look, dude, I came up here. I busted my ass. I try to make this happen. I usually get 5%, blah, blah, blah. He's like, how about 10 pounds? He's like, okay. If he didn't, wasn't yeah, hiding 10 pounds something. like 20 bucks. But he never said, <laughs> I murdered him, which is what the guy yeah. wanted, right? Yeah, he doesn't, no, he doesn't, he doesn't, like, he, he keeps up the false he, front, even though they both know what he's He, he admits saying. to it. Yeah, he, no, he doesn't. It. Well, no, like yeah, but, you know, you're, you're taking both, just ten pounds. Yeah, he's you're admitting right. his you're his right. actions, his suspicions. Yeah. Like the thing is, I think the difference between the two points of view is that, like, if he says out loud, "I killed Don Logan," then he has to be killed. Like he's going to be killed for that. Right. Like that's that's the thing. What it's he the, says more specifically is, "I'm out of this. I'm not I'm in this. Right? right. This yeah, is it. I'm you're done. going to have to accept the fact that I killed Don. That's it." <laughs> like right. he's holding his ground he knows that if he says i killed down out loud mm. then the whole thing's fucked and then the, and specifically because like that is because it's not because the dude loves don logan so much it's because uh if it gets around that he killed don then this guy loses power right like if someone can kill someone like don like that's well that's news. the thing right he says if i only if i gave two shits about don it would be i would you would be dead by now but yeah exactly. i don't give two shits because yeah. i want to prove that i'm more powerful than don is right that is the only important thing no so, but like, here's the thing they they really set that up is because they show the real class structure there when they're at the bar with the kind of fat guy with the glasses and he's explaining the job to don Mm -hmm. And he said, Royal Emblatt. And the look on his face was, oh, I don't know what that is, right? Only rich people know about it, right? But the look he says, but then it cuts to him talking to uh, him, the uh, what's his name, in Spain. And he's right. like, I don't know it. He's like, and he does it like he's like, come on, okay, it's a rich thing. Like he knew, but he didn't know. Don is above him he could care less about him because class-wise he's beneath them and he you know he had somebody else hire him so he's just worried about making a good impression on don mm -hmm. and he's trying to you know he's but he's low class and they establish it that way so that's why he really doesn't care but he i just the, that character there's so much going in to mcshane's character because he really doesn't act like an animal and just mm -hmm. say i'm going to shoot you Right. 
he's like, oh, I really want to pin this on you, man. I know I'm not stupid. I know. Yeah. But I can't do it. Right. Right. And the other guy he kills is because he's just cleaning up his mess because that's the only guy. But he's also say, doing it in front of him so that he can intimidate yeah, You're not going to talk. You're not going to talk. This right. is what's going to happen to you. But in the end, he just cares about himself. And Don was, you know. Are yeah. all are all heist films or like are all heist films about class or are these the only British heist films that are about class? British, British heist, heist films are about class. Almost um, all of every British film is about class. Almost yeah, every right. single one. <laughs> yeah. Like, like but, what the servant, for instance, and like all, all that stuff, everything, everything, every yeah. British film we cover basically comes down to that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. With Nell and I about class. With about class yeah. <laughs> That's true. And to really show him exchange character. We should do that one too. I want to put that yeah, one. With Nell and I, that's pretty great. That's pretty good. One. When he's Go at ahead. the orgy, at a really nice home, um, in London, an exclusive, and this guy who's the head of the bank is looking at his back. He's really snide with him. He's just like, you know, don't look at me. Don't look at the back of my head. And he has guts, and he just kind of he stands out. And he's also very much like a, um, you know, sometimes like in wealthy crowds, they like to have the unusual people, right? Mm -hmm. But mm. he, he he's like that, but he still he still is uh, cares about class because otherwise he would have been hanging out with Don or like met with him. Right. But he doesn't want to do the dirty work that it's just, you know, you get the people together. And right. he was very worried, Don. He's like, I told him, yes, I told him that you're going to go. Don't make me look bad because he's trying to impress him. Right. That was the main reason, of course, as well as Jackie. Jackie. Right. I love the way he says that, Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> Jackie. Jackie. It's so But strange. it's also interesting that oh. his, uh, like, killing Don, the, the, the death scene of Don is so unbelievably violent because they're all just beating yeah. the shit out of him. Yeah, it feels like a weird sacrifice scene, right? It, it feels like they're just basically just putting out all of their anger and making sure he suffers as much as yeah. possible. Yeah before right. killing him yeah. it's like <laughs> the other yeah. thing too, practically torture yeah is that believe it or not at the i think well at the end of the making both movies cul-de-sac and sexy piece their actors died because um his friend h that mm -hmm. actor died right. oh wow uh, before while they were editing the film he died oh, sucks and the girl in cul-de-sac was Catherine Deneuve's older sister. Oh, And right. she died in a no car shit. crash. She was Ugh. pinned in a car when it caught on fire. Oh, that's awful. Oh, that's terrible. I thought she looked She definitely looked like Catherine Deneuve. Deneuve. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, I, that's her old, that was her oh, older shit. sister. And she literally yeah, was too late bad. for the airport. And she drove a, her car and she just got pinned. And no that's one could help terrible. her. terrible. I did not know that. I feel like for the other guy, like, you know, he's, he's, you know, up there in years, like he was going, oh, it's sad that he died, but really I'm just like, sad that you missed out on sexy beast, man. You'd be very proud of that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That, that whole ending, <laughs> ending scene on sexy beast where he's talking about the pills and the haircuts uh -huh. yeah. was so, I was laughing my ass <laughs> off. Oh, it's brilliant. It's just brilliant. Yeah. Like this, I mean, so obviously funny. we're Martini giant. We love heist films, but this is like, of this is the was the cream of the crop by his film. This is this like, is a this is up there, right? Yeah, better than heat. <gasps> Don't yeah. start with me. But yes, <laughs> I understand where you're. I know what you're talking about, but no. Well, <laughs> it's it's, it's got, well okay. Heat is a better heist heist. 
in some he, cases. Heat is, is uh, unto itself. This has more level. An island of gold in the middle of a beautiful sea of wonder. And now right. we can talk about the rest of the movies. <laughs> but 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 the sexy beast has has heist, but a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah, around sexy it. beast is an entirely different kind of movie, really. It's right. Like, I mean, yeah. Heat he, he is really like heist and the effects of heist you know that's that's what yeah. it's all about um and like, like there's abstract things that's about but for sexy so beast, many it's like interesting characters in in this film and in, in sexy right. beast like even the, the 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 kid that shows up at their house right i love that father yeah. figure yeah right yeah like yeah because i mean like it really feels like second beast comes very close to being a play uh, rather than well, oh my god, actually, uh, uh, uh cul de sac is definitely a play. play. Cul de sac yeah. is definitely a play, but yeah. I have felt that way about Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Oh, mm. god bless that. Another one of the great heist films of all time. Like, although yeah. I would put Thunderbolt and Lightfoot is that is actually closer to the heat model than anything yes. else. Like, that's, uh, yeah, that's in the same. I would Sexy say that. Beast is, is a better, like, well, there's, there, there's Sexy Beast has a cultural, cultural slant to it. You yeah. know, it's okay. got that little bit of that British feeling yeah. to it that was appropriate for it, right. that to happen the way it did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and there is there is there is you know in terms of quote unquote gangster films, obviously we've mentioned this many times. Uh, uh, the British gangster films are uh, of a class of their own, yep. pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this one is up there with those things, so you can't really compare it to a Goodfellas or something like that because yeah, it has different. A di- it's a different scene. So different thing. Totally different. But I love the premise. It's like, okay, we're going to do a British gangster film about the gangster that tried to retire, right? Yeah. And that's like kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, I'm out of it, John. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Good yeah. try, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Because I, I, I definitely think that like this is this is sort of like, uh, like it's almost like uh, something like uh, Snatch is a is like the flashback of uh this main character's life you know like that's how he must have that's how he used to live right right and now he's grown up and the movie making has grown up around him like the style and everything and you're just like no this is better i want to live this life i want to be in spain and i want to be getting a massive sunburn with my you know hot wife and all this great food <laughs> like, yeah it's much more reasonable <laughs> it's it's the it's the it's the it's the washcloth into the ice water that he then puts down on his balls because they're too <laughs> hot the best, right? that's the best talk about it that's, that that's is a vivid just, image that's that vivid is image. but it's like oh you combine that with the sound of his oh, yeah yeah that's, yeah this so is like hot. he is living he is living the post credits life he is like the the credits have already rolled on his movie and now he's yeah. just like happy ending <laughs> yeah happy ending forever and the thing and is like him and his movie. wife they love each other but they're clearly you know like they they're weathered both oh, yeah everyone yeah, yeah. in this film is weathered right yeah. she's an ex porn star yeah right like this, yeah like this like that's what i mean it's like it's not like super super rich high class dealing with incredibly uh you know like globe hopping people like right. these people are these are kind of beat up these folks are definitely they've yeah been, they've been put through the ring well they're working it, class they're working class. they're, they're working, working class, class, and they, but they, they still have their favorite restaurant that they go to you know exactly. that's it 
Like this, I like I that's my dream life right there. It's like, oh man. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. That would that's be so great. Yeah. That, you know what it is? It's gonna stuff. happen. Like I'll be with Nance and we'll be somewhere, and then Chris is gonna just show up with a suitcase and he's like, it's We like, have I, to do another podcast. Fucking, you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. <laughs> say yes. Fuck you, dude. Yes, 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 yes. Podcast, yes. Dude, so like a microphone comes down to his face. Yes, yes. Twister, twister, podcast, twister. Yes, yes. Yes, podcast. I yes, sold my mic years ago. Get another fucking mic. <laughs> I gotta turn this interview down, mate. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, boy. It's coming. Yeah, Don't worry about that's it. That's exactly what it's gonna be like. You're gonna be like somewhere in the Bahamas and I'm gonna show up. Yeah. I Fuck you. <laughs> Do the podcast. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh we're gonna take a little break. And then we'll talk about cul-de-sac. Why do which you was... have to break, Chris? What's the matter? This is, uh... <laughs> this is the secret stuff part because anyone who is not subscribed to us doesn't get to see what we talk about, which and is so much fancier. It's crazy stuff. It's I'm antics. Going. There's yes. a lot of crazy stuff. Going you wouldn't on believe there. the stuff that's waiting right outside the frame oh! that I'm bringing. You wouldn't even. It's merging it's... right on, baby. That's right. right. And if you guys don't want to see ads, uh, or remember, you can just subscribe to us, and we will not see ads for two minutes, and you can hear all the secret sauce. I'm going to give away, give away all the lottery numbers that are winning lottery numbers. That's it. Uh, and uh, winning stock tips as well. Yes, so, Martini. Uh, yes, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ads have started. The yeah, ads are, are starting. It should be starting. I don't know. I hit the button. Oh, okay, so it's two minutes. All right. Uh, cool. Uh, let's see. What? Do, what? Any? Any secret news that you have to tell us about? Can I just say that I watched? I paid twenty bucks to see the last James Bond film. That fucking sucked. That movie was yeah, really? terrible. Terrible. You paid twenty bucks. Yeah. Well, I was going to pay twenty bucks to see it in the theater, and I was like, I'm just. I'm. If it's Wait bad, I want to be it home and really be able to turn bad? it off. It was of the worst James Bond films I've ever seen. Ever. Ever seen. Really awful awful awesome i couldn't believe it like i was just like this fucking movie is so goddamn boring like i was like i fell asleep. this is not a joke i rented for two days i fell asleep twice trying to watch it i had to pick it up like to get through the how last do you fall minutes, asleep during like, a james bond film this for God blew sense. my mind blew my mind what my mind. quickly in a it's nutshell horrible. what was so bad about it Every single thing, the uh, first 15 minutes are good. I'll say that. But after that, every single thing on screen, every every photograph on screen was something I'd seen in a previous James Bond film or in a Marvel film. Oh, basically, or, it's like it's fan, it's fan service. It was just it was just the most dull, uninventive studio garbage that I've had to put up with in a long time. Do you think because of time. the COVID, that's why? They had an extra year to make this movie good. They could have they, they could have done something else, anything else. Instead, it was just like it was it was like it was like um it was like if you took uh all the jokes out of Octopussy and then made it twice <laughs> as long. <laughs> like, it was yeah, at least in Octopussy you get worse. the jokes. Well, wasn't oh, yeah. that tenant? Tenet was the same thing. Well, this, I, I, my, my review, and of course, you know, I love Tenet, but the, my review is like, my favorite James Bond film is still Tenet. <laughs> God, <laughs> like yeah. Just like, this is just, because like, this is my thing. It's like, I do. Wait, 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 wait. You got you to stop because the, the people, people, only subscribers are hearing this special message. Oh, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> hold it off. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that was, my, right. that was my feeling on that. And I, it was obviously very passionate. <laughs> well there you go Are we back? and so uh and so we should uh we should uh say that basically uh dan gave us a very interesting uh and heated review of a movie he just watched uh, and you missed out on it if you just got ads sorry just about saying that. there it is 
subscribe. Although they can just, you can just listen to the podcast itself and then you will. Yeah, uh, later but still, we, the, the point is made. I think this is, it. I'm going to save all, because I rarely hate movies. I'm going to save all <laughs> my hatred for behind the ads. Wait a minute. <laughs> rarely, rarely, rarely do I hate a movie. And oh man, that, that one really, that I was, it was talking that about. that bad. That's a I, real it was, it, was a, it was offensively bad. It was, it was just like, you just beat me up and took 20 bucks. He me. made a lot of money on that. I'm sure. I'm quite sure. I'm yeah, good for him. I, I love that guy. I think yeah. it's great. But man, that was like, you gotta be kidding. That's his be last Bond too, me. isn't it? Yes. Now, yes, it uh, is. Romy yes, Malik is going to be the new Bond, right? Uh, they Well, here's, for instance, here's like one of the things that irritated me greatly is this is not, this is not a uh, some big spoiler. It happens in the first like 10 minutes. Um, James Bond is on, you know, he's retired. And so he's no longer 007. They make another character. Uh, it's just like Sexy Beast. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, Grovna. And now they like they have been setting up the woman who plays Money Penny to take over the role of Bond secretly for the past four James Bond movies. Right. Like, even though she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Like, she's super fucking charming, incredibly good looking, very funny, very smart, and great in action scenes. That's who you're going to. This is who you should line up if you're going to go with a female James Bond. You've been doing it already for quite some time, and then they put in someone else, another female James Bond, who's a perfectly good Rosie actor. O'Donnell? And, you know, who I've seen it? other stuff. It's like they they instead write a character for this actor to play. She's she's good in other stuff. I'm not complaining about the actor. The character writing is so so terrible and slack. I was like, this is who you're setting up? I was just like, this, not the actor. The dialogue. That this is how you decide to write James. It's just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you've been doing a great job for literally years building up this other actor. And they could have dialed it right in and rolled it right over. And said, they're just like, no. I mean, maybe maybe she said no. Maybe she said, I don't want to do that. And you're going to find somebody else. But uh, it's well, no excuse for the writing. Did you guys see the videos I sent about, like, you know, uh, the guy who's I forgot what it was called about like don't like why ninety nine percent of movies are garbage right now. Did he? Oh yeah. Did you like, did you watch yeah, those? Yeah. I did. Yeah, what no, was great. it? It's it's pretty. I don't know. He's pretty good. It basically says this, the exact same things we're doing. It's like they're not writing for the audience, right? They're writing for. Uh, 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 anyway, it's pretty. Yeah, and and it's a lot of pandering. And but he, also there's a whole slant about. Uh, a, bitching at the movie studios for just making female versions of reboots it's like it's oh, yeah, yeah it's not that i, I yeah, don't it's not that i want to support women it's like it's like it's just like fucking lazy writing it's like let's just yeah. make female ghostbusters and therefore we support women it's like that's it, not how you support like, women if, like, the, like, if, <laughs> it's like, like alien is a I, good movie because she is a good character yeah, happens to be a, a woman great movie exactly right like yeah exactly mad max whatever it is you know like and he does like, a good example of mad max as well he says mad max is mad max but he's not the hero that's the point she's the hero they didn't just she's make a female mad it's a max great movie exactly she's yes. great it's a great movie it's got something to say and it's incredibly powerful and the thing right. with like uh ghostbusters like i love all like i think all those actors are incredibly funny like i loved bridesmaids for instance with Mindy right and yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's like these guys are champions they know how to make a great movie right they didn't like it, no, it, they just made it. Like and, it felt and, like it was a studio manhandled bad movie, and then they're trying to like, like excuse themselves, which is which is which is gross. He, he said, like, yeah. He does this thing at the end of this of this video. I have to find where the videos are, but it was. Uh, he has he, he dresses the camera. He goes, 
please, if you are a studio executive, do not make a female version reboot of Back to the Future. That would be awful. <laughs> Wait, or <laughs> because if you, imagine if you do it, make it a good movie. <laughs> well, well, imagine it's like, imagine a girl who goes back in the future and has a relationship with her dad. That would be. I mean, it's bad enough as it is on the outside, but it'd be even worse that way. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, would, like, it would definitely turn into a, some bizarro uh, old boy style movie instead. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the thing is, like, that would be no. They fantastic. would make it if that he, she has an affair with this a woman. Sure, like or a whatever. Teacher, or the mom. thing is, like, yeah, that's, there's no, that's the angle. Like, I I agree with like I agree with the the with the general general internet comment that there are loads of uh, creepy. Uh, shut-ins who hate Ghostbusters uh, in 2016 because there's stupid girls in it. Like, I do believe that's true. Like, there's, like, you're going to get, like, hate slams across the board for that stuff. But the but way that's out not of the that reason, yeah. is to make a good movie. Like, just say, yes. fuck those guys. Make a, and make a, make a great fucking movie. Yeah, because you're, you're, really, you're only helping those guys serve yeah. their argument. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, when you, when you make a shitty movie and then pretend like it's good, then it makes, uh, it, like, those guys feel like they're right. Like that you're just that you're just pandering, like you just you need to step up and make the great film, which with Paul Feig and the, and that cast could have done, and they didn't. It's not a very good movie. It doesn't yeah. feel like it's even their fault. It feels like because Sony makes a lot of shitty movies. Sony yes. Sony is not a very good company. They sometimes make great <laughs> movies, but Sony is basically a bit. Uh, uh, like there goes our sponsorship. Fun. Yeah, that's it. But like, look at the sp fucking Spider-Man movies they made. Like they, yeah. they 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 dug a grave for that for that uh, license, and if it hadn't been yeah. saved in a deal, just, they would have been nothing. Doesn't Sony make the James Bond films too? <laughs> oh, God, exactly. Like that. The reason what Ghostbusters. No, okay, MGM. Who bought MGM? MGM? Oh, okay. Amazon bought MGM, right? One of them. Yeah, yeah. But like the the reason why that movie sucked is because it is a it, because of. Uh, political uh, forces to do with making movies, not not political forces to do, with, you know, like uh, people on the internet. Like it has to do with making money. And uh, well, it's and... also the kids, broccoli's kids. It's not broccoli. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, that, it's that, not like just... the guys that created that franchise. Yeah, like there's the thing is like there's nothing like James Bond has. Uh, they, like there are a couple of good James Bond movies from Daniel Craig, and I always like Daniel Craig. And like, there's no reason to. Yeah, there's uh, one like, that's beautiful that I remember. They're, they're, that like, burning yeah, house. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Like, there's that one loads, with burning house. Yeah, uh, Skyfall. And like, there's like these yeah, are really those fall. are good movies. Uh, Casino Royale is a good movie. You know, like Skyfall is a very good movie. Um, and parts of the other, yeah, it's great. And he's a it's, great James. He's probably my yeah. favorite James Bond overall. But the DP and, like, is really good. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, what Roger Deakins did Skyfall. Yeah. And so like, uh, they have all these great tools. Uh, but instead, it's studio politicking and it's selling rights to territories and getting deals with, you know, whatever, Bugatti and all this stuff. That's what writes the script these days. Like, that's all that shit is. Just like with Ghostbusters 2016, it's, it's getting like Coca-Cola endorsements and we have to fit this in. And we have to make sure that because we're going to be selling this, uh, this is part of the universal ride or whatever the fuck it is. Like, that's the movie they're making, which is to say a giant advertisement for the license itself. Um, and that's why it's bad. It's not that bad because there are women in it, obviously. Like make make a good movie, then you're set. You're set. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah. Make the argument yourself, you know. And so like the, James Bond has definitely fallen down that same hole. Like the, there's nothing, no one to blame it on except nobody was making a movie. So is it something that you just say, you know what? I think they get rid of the franchise or stop it. They, they preserve it. There is no way out right now because that movie made a shitload of money. Like they the one there's you no dislike. 
the one that yeah made, made a bunch of money i mean covid money but still made a bunch of money and like the like the global uh, the global hall was great you know so they're going to keep on going down that path the only one who can stop them from that is is us by saying it's bad don't don't pay them for this stuff well here's the thing i started realizing also like like films that are good right mm -hmm. they're not films that i really love very often i don't walk out of the movie theater saying I love that movie. Right. Very often I walk out of here and it's like, what the hell did I just watch? And it right. takes a long time for you to realize it was a good movie and you have to see it several times for you to get it. Yeah, as you and I it. both discovered, there's movies that we hate on first hate, watch. Yes. And then turn so, so, so the Except problem. communion or whatever that Chris Walken <laughs> that's one. That's never happening. It's never happening yeah. for me with this jazz bot, I promise that. Yeah. No. But so, so I think that there's something about like, you know, most, most, like most great films, we talk about Blade Runner is a great example. Bombed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> huge bomb yeah yep and the second one huge bomb yes what's fabulous second, second one that giant bomb lost 80 million bucks what huge yeah huge it's bomb. a masterpiece yep yes agreed. much agreed but yeah bomb yep that's how i mean the thing is i mean that's that's how it goes and, and a lot of people who risk. talk about it now about how it's a masterpiece a lot of people talk about that mm -hmm. right and a lot of people talk about blade runner one of the greatest sci-fi films of all time bomb yeah, and it, and it was roundly hated when it came out. Like, right. like, like the first one was wholesale hated. The second one was like people were like, I mean, it's got its points and it's really pretty, but it's all about. And then they trash it. Uh, it's just too long and blah blah blah, all this kind of stuff. Now, like, oh, no, it's quite genius. And I've always been a fan. Like, probably no, but that's okay. We can accept that. Right. And like the and the thing is that like that's for you know uh, and you know, here I am bitching about Sony. Sony co-made Blade Runner with Alcon um 2049 and so like they do have taste like they do want to make good movies from time to time but it's big bombs like that that make them act sketchy and endorse bad business choices and creative choices and so like you know like when you're going to set out to make uh whatever whatever movie you're gonna, like you set out to make a movie you should set out to try to make a good movie that's that's your goal right because that's actually the best business decision you can make like, don't set out to make a shitty James Bond movie or one where you don't care whether it's shitty because that will eventually devalue the license and you won't make any more money at all. Hmm. Like, right. if you want to make money long-term, you have to make a great film, you know? And the people, like, the the people, and this is not Paul Feig, but, like, and it's not any of the cast of Ghostbusters 2016, but the people who fucked that up aren't the people who tried to make the movie. It's the people who forced those people to make a bad movie. And now they have to reboot Ghostbusters again in a totally different format to try and get the license back on track. Like you have to set out to make something great. You yes, make because it's about the license and it's not about the story. Yeah. That's the problem. They're not trying to tell a story. They're trying to save a license. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's just, no, that's no way to play. That's like the losing way to play poker is to play poker safely. Like eventually you'll just bleed out. Like right. anyone, like I'm not, I'm not some great poker player, but I, I like the reason why I suck at poker is because I don't take the risks ne necessary to win the fucking game. Like that's, that's what they're doing wrong. And watching this new James Bond, I was just like, you are going to the, you will slowly bleed to death. No one will. Usually you do love movies. Every movie you see. It's true. <clears throat> Titanic. Yes. And so. Um... <laughs> Guaranteed. I almost cried when you said it. <laughs> Trying is to make it? product not a movie is what Red Beer uh, said. But uh, let's let's let's, let's get on to cul-de-sac. So so Eric, how did you stumble on cul-de-sac? I was watching. I you know I kind of hit movies and play and watch. Uh, 
Did you oh, the seen Criterion knife, stuff. Have you seen Knife in the Water before? Or oh, after? I love Knife in the Water. Yeah, that's another I love great. Knife in the Water. And, um, I, I just, it was Criterion. I was like, oh, man. So I saw it, and I just was watching it, and there was something about maybe the cast and the tension. Um, there were more jokes in, you know, uh, in Cul-de-Sac, but there still was this kind of, I love movies where it's just a small cast, and mm -hmm. you really can get to see personalities. And, and no matter what the setup, there's something very real. It doesn't spread out like a James Bond film mm -hmm. where there's just everything's going. And right. I just reminded it wasn't because Pleasance, you know, looked like what's his name. I just there was something about the setup and then the characters that I saw. it. I was like, God, I wonder if Glazier saw this. Oh, I, like, I, oh sure. yeah, I'm sure of it. And just like there, got there, some there, ideas there, there's definitely some okay so there's definitely plot wise there's similarities between these things but also just character dynamics is also there's some similarities yeah and the staging uh, of like how where it takes place and how it takes place yeah uh so uh it is it is very strange right mm -hmm. it almost feels like uh like a a, a, a samuel beckett play in yeah. some ways like yeah, yeah. bizarre dynamics every character is unlikable unlikable but also strange interesting like, fascinating and, and fascinating and yeah. the one that was great that i did not expect is uh, is uh, lionel stander who is oh, the yeah. main character yeah uh who he's a, he's a classic thug mr hot yeah. yeah he was the butler guy from heart to heart yeah yeah yeah, and that was that's what he's mostly known for. Yeah, but in this movie, he is fucking brilliant. Yeah, brilliant, and he's got that raspy voice that's bigger just, than life. Bigger than life. Yeah, and kind of terrifying too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's physically overwhelming. Like he's this. He's, he's especially a big guy. like Donald Pleasance, who is very skinny and small in this movie, which is pretty strange. Yeah. You're seeing Donald Pleasance like a kind of doughy older guy. Um, but uh, he Joey absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just he's, like you see played a couple of Bond and, villains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. By the time you get to, um, uh, yeah, which, God, which one was that? Was, was the one with the with the underwater thing? Isn't it? Isn't that it's the one? The, yeah, it's one of. Yeah, it's the it's the one where. Okay. Who, who, what what did Donald Pleasant? Which he's he plays yeah. a, a very classic evil character. A uh, 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 character. Uh, James yeah, Bond. Yeah, he's character. the original blow with his black gloves. Right, so he's so, actually so not the original. Doctor Evil is based on him, right? Yes. Doctor yeah. Evil, yeah. Because there's Blo there's Blofeld from uh, uh, Thunderball, and then I think he anyway he's the it's the head of Smirsh or whatever is uh, Spectre, right? Uh, in uh, in the Jump Bond movie he's in, and in that you see he's like you know kind of doughy, kind of it's like that's who he plays for the rest of his life. That's what like he's in Halloween, he plays he's yes, the same yes, shape, yes. all this stuff, and so when he shows up in this, like he's like. He's not like skinny, skinny, but he's like much, much thinner. Yeah, very small. He's also guy. very meek, which is yes. also interesting. Yeah. Yes, he's yes. meek and spineless. Yes, <laughs> and, yeah. and strange to have Donald Pleasance not play. I'm all you know. Donald course. Pleasance plays a, a an intimidating person in a lot of yes. ways, right? Including when we saw him on uh, what was the. Uh, uh uh wake and fright he was intimidating yeah, it's, it's fucking yeah exactly it's, he's the right. don logan of wake and fright yes you know? yes yes 
<laughs> yes. And, uh, and yes, he's kangaroo. Not this yes, drinking. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he's like he's uh like he's so like he's either uh forceful physically, right? Or he's forceful in a maniacal way, like right. Dr. Loomis from Halloween, where he's just like, We must kill Michael, you know, at all at, at all costs. It doesn't make any right. difference who gets in the way. But and, this uh, this one he's just he's just a fucking wet rag of a character oh he's yeah and it's great and so when, you, when he comes up against the the, the other guy the yeah, gangster it's great like the dude is enormous like his head is huge like everything about him is just like and his voice is like this and, and, like there's gravelly and then there's like this is like a gravel factory in his throat I know. yeah and it's really 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 wild and he's like it's the hard drinking turn up the bass on this character yeah. for sure and, he shows up and it's just fucking off to the races that you know, like it's such a it's such a high contrast between those two uh, right. and the end captain Genev's sister wow man that really blows my mind i mean even I, honestly speaking just right from the start eric uh even just the the title this was 1966 this movie has come out it is in black yeah. and white this uh for those who are interested but even the opening opening shot mm-hmm. and you never quite know what the fuck happened you but don't even just the, you, you don't even know where you are. You don't yeah, know I thought it was on. like Monty Michel or something like that. Was yeah, the water and, and, and it's like, and then you see the the credits come up, and the way the credit design was actually really quite great in this oh, uh, yeah. as well. And and you see this car coming towards you, and you realize it's moving really slowly. It's kind of all over the place, and you right. see a feet underneath the bumper. So you realize it's being pushed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What's what's weird is like the uh, when I watched that, I, like I was just looking at reading the titles, and it the car is moving so slowly. I didn't notice the car at all until the car is like right there. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, is that a jump? Cut? What? What's yeah, what what's going on? Creeping, creeping, and creeping. Yeah. And then yeah. there's like, and then there's this very strange character in the front seat of the car who's barely conscious. He's got this these weird glasses on and the slight hitler mustache which right. is also strange and then the other guy uh uh in the back pushing, pushing it along. and pushing along and his arms all bandaged up and and he's and <laughs> go ahead oh i was just gonna say and what's very interesting the guy in the, in the who's in the car uh is actually played oh, okay. by is he is um he's also in the fearless vampire killers which is another polanski movie and oh. uh and the character he plays in that it's very interesting because like his that guy's features like are so gawky and he's sort of bulgy eyed they give him round glasses yeah like you very much assume that he is a weak character just from his visual design right right and he's wounded to start with and uh and this huge dude is pushing the car and so you're thinking like oh that's the take charge guy who's getting the shit together and this and he's like and he has to push this guy around because he's weak right and, and like much of the movie that's not exactly their relationship at all no like no. and like uh, like that's the one of the great it's sort of it sets it up early like the way you think this is is not the way the that way it, it actually is. is yes yeah, yeah absolutely really, really brilliant but they're basically on this road and they're kind of pushing along obviously you start to realize quickly that they they are both injured mm-hmm. and they got yeah. injured doing something probably not right <laughs> And they have Probably. a gun. A machine well, they gun. have yeah, a, a machine, machine, huge machine, machine gun. gun. Yeah, that's right. right. And they like, and, if, and then and they push it along, and the guy can't. The guy who's weak in the front can't really have enough strength to turn the steering wheel and keep the car straight. And they smash it into a into a pole, right? right. Smash, not smash, but they just basically bump the car into a pole, right? And then the the guy, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, 
what the kid, Richard, right? Dicky is the yep, name. Dicky, whatever. Uh, Dicky. <laughs> he, 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 the big guy. Important friends with a guy, Dicky. Dicky. And and uh, and then Dicky uh, He he guy. looks at the telephone poles and and he goes, "This has to go to a telephone line. This is got to lead to someone's telephone. Right. So we got to figure that out." He says, "I'll be back." <laughs> right. So strange. And just leaves the guy there, right? <laughs> With the door open, clearly the guy's suffering. And the thing is, like at this yeah, point, really like, was actually it feels like you're in. It feels like maybe you're in the American Midwest. Like it's such a weird. Flat. I thought yeah, it was no, like California. Yeah, yeah, it, right. it definitely it feels it like Death desert. Valley yeah, or right. somewhere in the Mojave. Right. But you only you know what the fuck's going on, and you see a little crab there, so you clearly know like something's going. Like, on. There's something strange happening. Like the right. crab looked weirdly out of place, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they look out. It's like, oh, there's a crab. Why is the okay, crab so... in the middle of a fucking desert like this? And also, and the movie's it... in black and white, and so you can't even get any color tone judgment of where you're at. Right. Right. Yeah. But then the that he... spine sequence was kind of like Zodiac. It was. Kind oh of... yeah. Yeah, it's creepy, deepy. So like he like he comes up over the he walks away following the power lines or the phone lines. Comes he up walks over, over these dunes, right? And yeah, he started, He's walking over these dunes, and then you see like beach grass. Yeah. And then he's looking down into like a swale between the dunes, and he sees these two, this man or woman like making out like crazy. She's got her shirt off, and like there's crabs around and all this and like it just it's very disorienting it's like you think one thing and then it turns out to be the other thing now right. uh and now you don't see here super clearly this is what's her face making out with the neighbor is that right i can't remember I, yes I got, yeah, yeah so the so so she is, she is making out with the young boy right right and they're they're both topless and they're mm -hmm. on the beach laying together right and that's kind of like enjoying to be and he's spying on them right and he's like huh right. look at that and then he realizes that there's a house nearby, but it's not really a house. It's a, it's a castle. It's castle. a castle. It's a small yeah. castle. Yeah. But there's nothing else around. Nothing yeah. else around. For at all. literally miles. And it's right. up on top of a very large hill. On top. Yeah. It's, it basically looks like a little, like a, you know what it looks like? It looks like the little castle at the end of the Holy Grail. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah exactly. no, we right. already got God, one. It probably is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you, here's a little side fact. Did you know that all the castles in Holy Grail are the same castle? Right. Yeah, sure. it's just, they're just redressed. I was like, that's a really nicely directed movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, they, they, they pay their $6 uh, for, the, for the tourist fee. And uh, they got this classic amount of work out of the thing. But yeah. yeah, so like they have this, they have, it's a broken down weird castle in the middle of nowhere on a big hill. Turns out right. it's on a big hill because it's on at the edge of a floodplain. Um, Not a floodplain, it's a high tide. High tide, high yeah. Tide. So the, and it goes out really far, right? So they think right. they're on basically on a road, but the road, water starts coming in and sweeping up around the car with the guy in it. Right. So the 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 tide water goes up to you know probably about halfway up the door and mm -hmm. the guy's just stuck in there and you can't do anything about it. Right. But uh the 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 big guy walks around the house, tries to figure out what the hell's going on. Goes to chicken uh, coop. Goes to chicken coop and he's he's trying to make a phone call, Probably. trying he's trying to get in touch with some other person, clearly the boss of whatever heist they failed to it looks like they failed the heist, is basically what right. it looks like. Uh, and he's trying to get in touch with someone to come help them because obviously they're injured and they need help and they can't go to the hospital or whatever. Uh, and while that happens, uh, he's hiding in chicken coop. There's a lot. There's a lot of fucking chickens in this movie, which there's is a lot also of chickens, a lot of eggs. Lot, lot of eggs. That's pretty yeah. much the only thing they eat is eggs in yeah. this whole movie, uh, which is also strange. 
<laughs> uh, something going on with that. And so, that. and so, and so, uh, uh, Donald Pleasance is walking up the hill with this couple, so, uh, and they're like, they're talking and he's holding a kite for some reason. Mm-hmm. And he's basically just being very casual and chatting with them and talking to them. And they they feel like, oh no, they, they, they were awkward. They were very awkward. The, yes. the, the yeah. couple and they're like we just really want to we have to go so sorry we, we really have to go we really have to go we really have to go and then they yell to christopher who mm-hmm. is their son who turns out is the guy who was making out with the girl at the beach right right, <laughs> right? <laughs> so he's like oh okay so we'll leave it's like yeah no, we'll, we'll see you later maybe they so, know but they don't want to say anything well i don't know about that i think they just yeah it's it's unclear it's unclear. it's unclear what's going on but then it turns out that the woman that he was making out with at the beach is donald pleasant's wife <laughs> right yeah. and she is you know he he's he looks like he's a happy guy trying to make dinner or whatever in his house and doing things and she just doesn't give a shit she's she's like whatever she obviously maybe she loves him Maybe she doesn't. She mm. definitely doesn't respect. She's just him. younger. No she, respect. Yes. No respect for him whatsoever. Yes. Right. And it's a very weird scenes. Very weird scenes that go. Yeah. On. It's so, like it's like hanging around with very drunk people. Yes. Like you're just like this is getting. That's true. Weird. Like I don't it's like this. getting I awkward. Go home. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so while this is going on, the guy the guy has been hiding in a chicken coop, falls asleep because he's exhausted probably from the thing, and goes into their house. And uh, they are in the, the the couple are in the bedroom. He tried. This was a very strange scene. I love this though. It's like he's trying to find the tops to his pajamas, mm-hmm. and she says, "Well, it's probably under the bed. Go look under the bed." So he goes under the bed and he pulls out one of her nighties. Right. And she goes, oh, you should just wear this. Right. And he goes, wait, you're sitting on my pajamas. And it's like, no, 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 put this on. And she just like forcefully forces puts it on him. Forces him to wear the nighty, right? Forces him to wear the nighty, and she's just laughing at him and laughing at him. And then, and then they, he they starts look, laughing. And he starts right. laughing. And then she starts like putting makeup on him. Like, oh, you're yeah. such a pretty girl. And it's just like very awkward. Donald Pleasance in makeup and a nighty. It's definitely strange. makes you very, feel awkward. Yeah. Very yeah. upsetting image. <laughs> very upsetting, but also yeah. funny. Because you yeah. realize, like, he's kind of going along with it because he loves her, but he doesn't really want to do this. Yeah. But then no, they hear all this it, rumbling it, in the house. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, like, you hit, like, they become aware of a giant gangster uh, yeah. has broken in their in, house. Right. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and giant gangster has friend who is out in a car that who's they have bleeding, who, who's right. bleeding possibly to death. Definitely right? to death. Uh, and he and so to... he shows up and he tries to assert himself as the man of the house while wearing a nighty and makeup. Yes. Right. And, and uh, it yeah, very exactly. looked very strange. <laughs> and the thing is, like, like, like she is a like without being uh, without being masculine, she's a very forceful, decisive character. Oh, very. She's also French. Like, we should also note yeah. that. She, yeah. she has and a French accent, and he's pointed out right exactly. Right. Right. She's French. He's English, and the gangster is American. So, right. like the the movie is not trying to take the position of women are weaker. It's rather no. that that Donald Pleasance is a uh, is a is a complete uh, uh, is a very easily dominated here's, person. Here's a question: right? If you don't like the characters, or you think the characters are weak, and danger comes around them, do you care? Well, I ultimately did care 
but very in a very strange way. What I really like about this movie is that uh, like the people that I uh, didn't like at the outset, I it's not like I like them more, but I understand them more and I empathize with them more. And right. Pleasance, and uh, and the same is true with uh, the gangster and all the stuff where I'm just like these like. There's like there's the that's like I'm saying, but it's the people that I thought that they were from the from their exterior uh, presentation is not who they actually are beneath yeah. the surface, and so the movie is the movie makes everybody I wouldn't say likable but sort of is equally empathic towards everybody, um, and everyone gets their sort of uh, empathic due. Like in, I think, in, I think, I think you get up a little, you have your own little version of the Stockholm syndrome that happens. You, you're yes, trapped in this sure. house with these people and you start to realize that they have different things and you start to. Right. Well, it's them. like you see the, like, so like the, the tension starts to build pr pretty much instantaneously. Right. right. Um, and, uh, and Donald Pleasance becomes subordinate to the will of the gangster. Right. Uh, but then the gangster once the it goes and gets his friend and the friend is like dying once yeah. the friend sort of wakes up you see the gangster is actually subordinate to that guy like like that guy's well he wakes up for just a few minutes and he's like scream just bully. scream it's an incredible fucking bully he's done uh, no good yeah and you're just like whoa that's not what i expected literally at all so like everything right. all your assumptions are being messed with constantly over the course of the movie um and so like the like there there's moments when i'm just like when in that scene when in that when that gangster is getting bullied by the other guy by the dying guy like i felt bad for the gangster then the bully dies and i was like i felt bad for the bully <laughs> like i was like what right. a shitty way to die you know and so like uh like with most polanski stuff like he creates these uh scenarios and this sort of flavor around the scenario that where you can't you there's no comfortable place to sit and judge the people that you're watching at all. No, everything was uncomfortable about this yeah. movie the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Uh, I do want to note that uh, uh, I think this is the first time he's been typing, but Devil Faust uh, pointed out on our chat that Donald had a makeup on and escaped from New York and it kind of pushed him over the edge. And it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I ain't number one. I ain't number one. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's very true. But yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting because like I think that if the movie would have been like there are there are other movies in the sixties and a lot of comedies that do this kind of sort of like like uh uh you know put men in drag and 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 make a joke out of how weak women are. And that's not what this movie does. No, it's it's the absolute reverse. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And, yeah, no. But Polanski also addressed that in some other movies where he dressed as a woman. In tenant. In tenant. That's right. I love yeah. tenant. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, or I should say the tenant, so people don't get mixed up, uh, which is uh, very much different than tenant, which is uh, a, tenant. a favorite of mine. Tenant, <laughs> two different tenant and tenant. tenant, the tenant, and the tenant, tenant. like yeah. like yeah. a tenant of an apartment is basically yes, this. Uh, and uh, and and Polanski, which Polanski stars in, and uh, yeah, and is dressed up. I uh, it is one of my but... favorite. I I would I'm going to call it a horror film. It is actually yeah. one of my favorite ones. It's uh, funny. And, it's but it's also it's very upsetting. very disturbing yep. uh okay so um anyway so the, the he shows up clearly the gangster's like ah, it's me i'm here just gonna have to deal with me being here right he doesn't he's not directly violent at them yeah but he just but his assumes, command he's just like okay his well, presence is right. definitely like what the fuck you know and right. then yeah and then he's like yeah come on you got to come with me you got to help me push the car <laughs> 
Yep. And I was like, what's what happening? Right. Do what I and they're like, what? No, just do this. That's what we're going to do. And then they're like, the car is underwater. What the hell? And he's not even doing this like you're, like you're saying. He's not even doing this by pointing a gun and saying, you have to help me. No, he no, just no. He just shows up and is in control of things. Right. And, and, they, and they, they don't really have a choice. Yeah, exactly. But and like that's, that's the that's very similar like, to our other movie. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> exactly uh, right. Yes. Right. So he, it is basically like Ben Kingsley. Although he's what I think I like about uh, what's different from him from Ben Ben Kingsley is just his facial expression, the way he talks is just like even though he's saying like completely normal things, it's just like yeah, sure, talk to me. Yeah, yeah. Right. you know, he's just like this guy is just like I'm big. I've got a gravelly voice. I'm just gonna yep. tell you, come on, let's just move the car. And like, nah, it. come on. Can I put the clothes on? No, no, no. Let's just go right now. Just move the car. Right. And uh, and Pleasance's <laughs> wife is more and more disgusted by Pleasance, even though she was demeaning him by sleeping with other people. Yeah, like yeah. you know, like, yeah. by and like he's just like making him like I'm gonna dress you up, I'm gonna push you around, right? You know, bang the neighbors, well that well, like that I'm doing all this stuff. And then uh and then the and this guy comes along and totally done it's pleasant and she's like right. God you disgust me. <laughs> yeah yeah you are just such a fucking yeah hack why, why was that oh yeah I think it's like that's the it's the interesting like this is this is fascinating to me because like this is the way for instance I don't know if you noticed on the internet and social media, there's a lot of bullying, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it, there's an enormous amount of bullying uh, on social media uh, uh, by people who do not believe they are bullies. Like, right. They, yes. They have no. Oh, and there's a lot they're... of there's a lot of bullies who call other people bullies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or defending and, themselves. Right. And she's like, she is bullying the shit out of Donald Pleasance in the beginning of the movie, and then she sees him be bullied and is disgusted that he would be bullied i'm like right you're but... the one doing the bullying. <laughs> you were doing it you're totally doing it right and uh and that being said like you also develop a lot of empathy for her like and like the movie never lets you get away with just wrapping a, a package you know like a one judgment around any of these characters uh which is my favorite kind of movie where you just like you can't just say oh that's the bad guy that's the good guy she's she's doing the right thing he's doing the wrong thing like none of none of that happens. Everybody is mixed up in good and bad, and things you agree with and things you don't, and sometimes vice versa, uh, all the time. And that's just a through line for Polanski. That's that's that that is the kind of weird gray world he tends to make movies in. Right. Anyway, it uh, it is uh, it is very strange, right? Mm -hmm. So at this point, they push the car up the hill. They try to get the guy out of the car. The guy ends up dying eventually. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they decide to bury the guy. Right. And while it's just the, it, it, the, this movie doesn't really have like a linear plot in the same way that no. you can say, and then this happened yeah. and this happened and this happened because everything is so strange. In yeah, I think all the, of the, the safest way to say it is like they are waiting for the it's like waiting for Godot. The, they're waiting for the gangster's boss to show up after the gangster says, "My boss is coming tomorrow morning," right? right? Yeah, and yeah. that that is what holds the the plot together. Is like and they're, they're isolated too. They're, they're isolated. Back. Yeah, and uh, and the and the setting is kind of dreamlike. The camera the camera work emphasizes the dreamlike nature of Oof, what yeah. you're seeing, uh, and so like it becomes more and more surreal as it goes. Um, yes, and uh, and so like the the relationships as fucked up as they are after hours vibe to it yeah exactly. yes yes exactly. after hours but you're that's a great call because like after hours like is constant in any moment of after hours it is realistic 
like the yes. it, like it feels like this is a real thing that's happening. How did you like, go from this thing to this thing to this? Thing yeah, exactly. Thing? But the overall, you're like, what the what what a crazy nightmare is this? Right. You know, and uh, and and Polanski does this stuff really well, where it's like he creates a, such an earthy, realistic tone to the way people interact and sort of like the tangible, tactile nature of the sets and all this kind of stuff that he uh can get really weird and have people treat each other in very bizarre ways and it never it never falls off the plate the way that for me a lot of uh uh what's his name um terry gilliam does yeah like, like, he like uses terry... theater props to kind of get through it yeah exactly and so like like he hangs on to the humanity in a way that makes me identify uh still continue to identify with the characters even though they are acting in extremely upsetting or bizarre ways and I'm still, I'm still, I know what that, I know what that emotion is. And I understand the word there, like why he feels this way. And like, all it feels coherent in the moment. But when you look at the wide picture of it and try to describe it, it's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this is a crazy right. nightmare. You know, and like, it's been, it's, and it really, when you, when I think back, and then, it's like having a bad thing. And then what, what, what really turns up the heat of disturbance, and you mentioned they all feel, they all sound like awkwardly drunk people, is that they, she starts serving her homemade vodka, which is pretty much, grain alcohol gasoline yeah exactly. gasoline and they right. start getting really drunk mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it Bad makes it drunk. very strange yeah yeah very 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 strange yeah and uh i was just kind of like yeah as that was happening is anyone else getting some weird buffering in twitch i don't know it's strange i don't know anyway. yes yeah okay. it's uh it's chunking up for sure all right. Anyway, so uh, so anyway, so they she they get really really strangely drunk as this is going on, and then they basically end up by the beach, and Donald Pleasance, who said I don't drink, it's terrible for my ulcers. I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't drink, and gets really fucking drunk. And him and the gangster end up having this very bizarre conversation. Mm -hmm. And did you notice that that whole beach scene was one fucking long fucking take? take? Yeah, it's a long, yeah. it's a long ass take. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I didn't notice it till the end. It's like, holy shit, That's, this has been the same camera the whole time. Which That's is the, the way it should always be. Like, exactly. Yes. Like, That's the best I don't want to do notice the long take. I want to like get to the end and go like, oh wait, fuck, was that one, was that one take? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a be in it. brilliant long take. Yeah, and the, yeah. Uh, all of this weird things that happen because basically, you know, that ha like they have this conversation. She's there. She runs off into the water to go swimming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. They're still talking, still the same take. They're like, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. He's brought a helicopter. No, no, it's just an airplane. And then the airplane goes, flies by him, still the same take. Mm -hmm. He starts firing his gun at the yep. airplane, still yep. the same take. Still the same take. <laughs> Go That's back. Where they the have theater this... aspect comes. Absolutely. Yeah, and then they, then they, absolutely. Then they're still chatting in this very strange, almost like they're about to kiss in some weird oh, yeah. ways. It looks like. Yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And they're yeah, like bonding those, those over something. Those guys are in much more of a relationship than Pleasance is in with his wife. For yes, you know. yes, because it almost—I think he almost looks like the gangster as a mentor of who yeah. he should be. Right, yeah. strength. Yeah, of strength. Right. right, of of confidence in right. more more than anything. Yep, and that, it really—that's what the movie is about. Is like is 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 uh, conf confidence and power. Right. Uh, and the ways that people employ that and sort of like the ways that it's sort of like all these social niceties that we're very used to uh, and are sort of baked into how we behave. Like once people act outside of that, everything just fucking falls apart instantly. Right. You know, and so the uh, so like they think the next morning uh, 
like they th he thinks the gangster thinks his boss is showing up up but it actually turns out to be um uh, uh people who that just popped in Pleasanton. unexpectedly are, like friends of theirs that are coming there unexpectedly pop in and, and they are with their, with their little kid and like all oh, the oh, this buddy and all the stuff and jacqueline bisset like, was one of there too she barely says a word i don't think she says a word the yeah, whole time she barely says anything yeah Her exactly name is she has too. like one little line her name is Jackie. It's Jackie Bissett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackie Bissett. I saw in the, in the in the credits, but the um, but they show up and like they're showing up with a sort of like sense of English propriety. Like they we're sort of uh, you know, like um, um, you know, we're uh, we're what's what cosmopolitan British uh, oh. mid, upper middle class. They were horrible. Uh, scene roll, rolls in. They right? were horrible. And, they're horrible people <laughs> they're, they're horrible, horrible people, people. <laughs> and it's it just they but they come off as like so pleasant and friendly like oh we're yes. just so excited to come like see you mom, and your new bride fantastic the mom is such a yeah. judgmental bitch yeah. and oh, she's and everything, everything's with a smile the whole time and, and the kid, little kid is an absolute mo fucking little monster yeah I know. horrible little kid uh, who destroys and, everything destroys everything and and just and the mom comes in to just defend whatever he does and then you know like, yes. the, like yeah, everything is just less. wretched about these people by the way did you recognize the mom it took me a minute to recognize who the mom was mm -mm. the mom is um barry linden's mom yeah, oh my god linden. yeah i was like oh my what god a she's, that was yeah she's like it, it, it was like 15 minutes i was like i'm not gonna look it up i just need my brain to realize what the who this is and she's like she has mastered that kind of character where it was just like the the very proper, very charming, and totally controlling personality. It's absolutely awesome, and she's a force of nature in this movie as well. I don't know right. that actor's name, but she's she's absolutely terrific. But yeah, right. like that propriety shows up in the form of these people, and by then, like the rest of them are just trying to pretend like nothing weird has happened. Right, <laughs> and then they to the gangster. They basically call him James the Gardener, right. and and the Jeez. french wife pushes him around like yeah go get the fucking thing like just just yells at him like, <laughs> him like dirt oh my god yeah so treats him like dirt and and then donald plus is like no 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 it's okay his arm is really hurt we should be more nicer to him and she's like fuck you like yeah, he's doing fucking, all that he's stuff with don logan gangster. <laughs> right? he's a gangster how, how poorly he treated h yes, yeah exactly you keep looking at me h i'm gonna <laughs> oh my god it's amazing but like that's the the joy of it is like in that in that scene when he's uh when she's just like yeah put like go kill a chicken and put it in this pot and cook it for lunch and he's yeah. like uh, i'm not gonna do that miss i'm not gonna do that and he's like trying to keep his shit together right the the just watching that scene i was like butlers are really fucking bizarre like it's bizarre to have someone that you treat as a lower class member of society who lives in your house and it's yeah. so vivid in this sequence because like because you know he is not the butler like you don't roll in with that context and once the context is gone you're like why is this a fucking thing it's bizarre it's bizarre you know and like right. she's treating him super like treating him super badly and i'm like in this other context <laughs> he was in control of you right you know and it's just, well she's it's, she's just basically she also likes to fuck with people that's yes. her thing right mm -hmm. and so I don't know. It's it's funny, and also I love the fact that he get, their wedding present was a was a pressure cooker. Is it that pressure was their cooker? Wedding? Yes, exactly. Is it pressure like, cooker? Oh, and I love thing. there's there, there's a great bit when uh, I forgot like the the mother says because uh, uh, she's like 
oh, like he won't kill the chicken. Well, then my, you know, uh, then you'll go kill the chicken. She says to the, what, the husband, he's like, uh, right. or no, to, to uh, uh, Pleasance. And he goes, no, I'm not going to kill the chicken. And she goes, what a shame. Not, no men around here to kill a chicken. And I right. was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like something else is being discussed here and I can't quite figure out what it is. Right. And then the boy says, I'll kill the chicken. I'll kill the chicken. No, you're too small. <laughs> oh, my God. It's yeah, it's so really strange. This movie makes you feel real weird. I'm just going to tell you that right off the bat. Yeah, it was very bizarre. And then the father is like, oh, so cheery, cheery, cheery. And right. then also, so we should note that there's another couple with them, right? A, a handsome older man, right? Mm -hmm. And right. his very attractive wife. Yeah, checking to say, and they who says nothing, right? Who yeah. says absolutely nothing? In fact, they and they're more or less say almost nothing. They're both they more both of them say more or less nothing, mm -hmm. uh, but they're much more, shall we say, cool, right? Yeah, they're, they're hip cool sixties people, people, hip yeah, exactly. sixties people, right? She's they're got like, these you know, awesome sunglasses, sunglasses, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're just sort of there, and it was just this awkward thing, right? So you've and got he's brought a gun. A shotgun. He's brought a shotgun, <laughs> which they let them know is there because there's a shotgun in the back of his of his right. yeah, thing, why not? right? And the boy who's gone and destroyed pretty much her records tries to dig up uh, the ground where the guy is buried. Yeah. Like it's all he's the boy is a fucking handful. It's a menace. Yeah, <laughs> it's a menace. Uh, and then he runs off to go play. Go go play in the garden. And he comes off, and then he showed the boy shows up. <laughs> With a shotgun. With a shotgun pointed. And pointing at the people because he thinks it's a toy. And they're like, right. what the fuck? And, they, and he misses and shoots out a stained glass window, which is priceless, right? right. So, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then the, and then, uh, and then Donald Pleasance loses shit, finally. L loses his shit and tells them all to go fuck off. Yeah, off exactly. one of them. It's like, you, well, you don't want out. you to ever yeah, <laughs> right. get out of my house. Right. And so, like, that's the thing that pushes Pleasance over the end, where he like, he, he then starts to establish some sort of uh, decision-making capability in his own life. Decision-making like, capability. Like, yes, absolutely nothing uh, up until a certain point. And then he feels sort of so riled up that he's like, yeah. he's like, you know, like he very presentationally takes control. Like he's sort of like, get out, get out, get out, get out. He's pointing and shoving everybody out. And even the people that haven't really offended him, he's like pushing them out and pointing and saying all this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, and then the, the one, and then, but you also get the feeling also mm -hmm. because uh, his wife is flirting with the handsome young, the handsome yes. guy, right? Right. Right. At the dinner table, they're eating, they're eating omelets and canned beans which is also yeah. hilarious <laughs> right there is a food thing where it's there's a like... weird food thing like their whole refrigerator is just filled with eggs and they have chickens yes. everywhere that's and the only food item they have is they keep making omelets omelets, and, uh, omelets, when, the omelets. when the gangster shows up he goes to the chicken coop and he uh picks up what egg and uh and it cracks it he cracks it up and then it's bad and he throws it away he picks up another one cracks it up and eats it he is later cracking eggs for uh, for, omelets. Uh, for, uh, for omelets and uh donald pleasance uh is fucking around and trying to juggle eggs and he breaks two of them right and it's, it's like, constant egg thing yeah. is weird it's got to yeah. be some kind of a there, strange there's, symbolism. there's there's this there's something subtextual going on that i haven't formed a solid opinion on but feels to me very sexual like that yes. there's a there's a there's a physical sexual angle yeah, on that, that i'm see. like like yeah, exactly. Impotent. There's something that he exactly. can't. You, there's something he can't even crack a fucking egg. <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, like, there's something to that going on. There's also a, one I want to ask you guys about because I don't understand it, but I found it really creepy. 
uh, is when they bury the dude. Uh, oh, my cat's jumped up. One second. At the, okay. My, when they bury the uh, the gangster's partner, right? Yeah. Uh, 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 he makes Pleasants get in the pit and uh, keep digging, right? And mm-hmm. then Pleasants can't get out when he's finished digging. The gangster starts to just throw dirt in the hole anyway while Pleasance is in there. And so his wife comes over, brings him a chair, chair. to stand on, and then they bury the chair with the dead body. Yes. And the shot of the chair being covered with dirt and being buried freaked me out a little bit. I was like, this is an upsetting image to me. It's weird. And I don't understand why. I don't know what, what it was doing in my brain. But I was like, "That's this is really fucking strange." I think Polanski has a, his sense of humor. He, he always has these dark touches where it, only he understands. You know, it's a right. weird. He's a weird guy in real life. Just, oh, just that, not sure. a bad just, thing. I'm just, just a strange has, thing. Yeah, like well, that it, kind of ritual felt, thing. Like yeah, exactly. Like it felt like um uh it, I know I'm not gonna pretend like I know very much. Uh, about um, uh, uh, religious holidays or Judaism, um, but I believe that when you, uh, you, you like you sit down to dinner, uh, the main Jewish holiday, like there's the one empty chair. Yeah, the seder. There's one empty chair at the at the table, um, and that's what that made me feel like. I was just like, there's the, there's an empty there's a presence there in that chair that was yeah. sort of uns, unspoken. That could and, very well be it, and it, and, it, and like like to, it was, it's nothing to do with Judaism. I just happen to paying off of that, but rather the, um, but the idea of like there is a soul in that chair and it's in a grave, was weird, like and, up, and like very dreamlike upsetting to me, um, and like I, that's the first there thing. There is so me. much upsetting things going yeah. on in this film, yeah, oh. and it's been Polanski in general, like like you're saying, Eric, like he he really nails this kind of like why did that freak me out tone. Um, right. so well and uh and this had this this movie has like two or three great ones and the chair is the, the leader for me absolutely fantastic yeah but there is anyway so uh yeah and the shrimp too right yeah the shrimp yeah yeah i can't you so see that he doesn't want to go and go shrimping with you oh, that's <laughs> a, so, so it's funny. we find out that like basically uh when she was out basically having sex on the beach with the the young boy right yeah sure. uh their they, their excuse <laughs> their excuse was that they were going to go shrimping yes. right and so they, she comes back and he goes oh where's those shrimp he wants to cook the shrimp for dinner and he goes to the bucket and is like there's five shrimp in here and they're teeny little shrimp yeah and he goes so, why don't you eat those you can have them it's like there's only five shrimp five what the hell you been doing shrimp. <laughs> yeah, right exactly and, and so that's complaining about his tiny shrimp is pretty funny yes <laughs> yes and then yes. and then the other thing that was funny was shrimps uh, and eggs yeah and then mm-hmm. when the you know later when the when the young boy comes back and he wants to he's like do you want to go shrimping and he goes can't you see that she doesn't want to go shrimping with you it was yeah. so so good <laughs> so good such like, yeah, a, that, yeah that, the kid is like you know he's just like young hot he, he, yeah he's like he looks yeah. like the dude from uh from blow up you know he has that same like 60s yeah you know shithead vibe and uh, maybe shithead, he was the guy, but <laughs> it's just like you know, but he's also just a toy story. you can tell he's yeah. a boy toy right exactly, exactly. yeah but yeah no, the, the movie really like masterfully pulls that stuff off where you're just like you barely have time to get like weirded out before it's dirty and funny and scary all at the same time and right. it's just just wild just wild so yes he boots them all out right 
kicks everybody right. out. And uh, and it's clear, like, you know, the gangster's boss is, like you said, it's like Godot. <laughs> you know, it's like the gangster's boss is not showing up. Finally, the gangster calls saying, where the fuck are you? Right. And, uh, and the guy says the he's guy. not coming. He's not coming. <laughs> and then while, while that happened, uh, uh, the girl managed to steal the gun out of his jacket, which he left because yes. he left his jacket undone. Uh, and that was... And so she gives it to Donald Pleasance, right? Yes, gives it to Pleasance. Forcefully, what happened? Give, forcefully gives it to Pleasance, right. and then makes that, and then makes Pleasance confront him, confront the right. when he comes out, right? Uh, and uh, and like it almost goes the wrong way, even though the gangster doesn't have anything. Like Pleasance right. barely has the guts to do anything about it, but uh, he does shoot him. Does end up shooting him, uh, right? Yeah, which is really gutsy that yeah. was a weird kind of th it was almost like the women in the, the in, in in sexy beast when mm -hmm. they're holding the gun and shooting they shoot don logan yeah right exactly For sure and the right. young boy it was yeah. like it's, it has that feeling it's not like a gangster killing a gangster yeah no it felt like you know, it's murder. a beautiful woman yeah <laughs> it feels very weird and so like even in that moment like you feel really like conflicted about the gangster like even though he's you know he's not a good guy at all like right like i felt weird at the sort of the weird execution that happens the gangster yes. then pushes by the couple and uh runs down goes, the hill runs down out of the castle and and, they, and then she says you killed him and he says I, I i did like he's like he he he's just coming to grips with the situation and he just right. shot him three times in the chest right but uh so he's running down the hill right goes and, uh, to the car that's mm -hmm. uh, in a garage that the car that they pushed up the hill right that you remember that he had a machine gun in the back of the car mm -hmm. <laughs> he points the machine gun at the couple this was the funniest scene they he both... keeps pushing her in front of, of like him. not trying to yeah. protect her he's no. trying to use protect her as a human as a shield. shield exactly she stands <laughs> and she does the same thing to him <laughs> exactly. yeah they keep using each other as human yeah. shields that, for each other that, that is one. the movie in a nutshell right there. it's so fucking funny that, it's i was like, like there, there's like a that if i love when movies like have a scene which is like just in case you were wondering what the movie means here is the movie in in a in, a min, in miniature and that yeah. is the movie in miniature you have this right. dude who is dying he is pointing a, a, a machine gun at these guys and this is what happens to them under pressure like, right they both what's the one for sexy the beast other. uh yes sexy beast is like, that's a that's a tough one i mean, like i better think think about that one but yeah like i think that that's the doesn't happen all the time but i just like when when movie scenes surges, i think the conversation in the car at the end of the movie is this the scene for yeah sexy maybe beast in a lot of us. yeah maybe true maybe true but I, like i think that's like that's it's just a great way to sort of put a button on like what you've been, especially for such an abstract movie as this. I think right. like they'll really land. They like were that. standing around him, sitting around him, and he's sitting at the end, mm -hmm. almost like on a book table, and everyone's just kind of looking at him. He's like, "How's your flight, Don? Good, good, good." Yeah, that right. scene where he first arrives, yeah, was so tense, and they're all just kind of looking at him. Yeah, how's how's like, your brother? He's good, eh? You know. it's like you patch things up he's like it's up to him really yeah <laughs> uh the uh uh okay so while that happens the guy tries to shoot his machine gun at them misses and then it ends up collapsing and dying while shooting machine gun fires at donald pleasant's car 
car goes up explodes goes up in flames everything's in flames it's fucking chaos there's a dead guy with a machine gun on the ground a car on fire and a barn on fire at the yeah. same time right and this is in the All, most beautiful part of the film too like just photographically it's really yeah crazy. just craziness right and then finally a car starts showing up and they're like it's the gangsters yeah, finally the gangsters yes the gangsters are here and donald pleasant's like no i'm gonna fucking like at this point screw it i'm gonna confront them i'm gonna just yeah. say you got me one guy against everyone else like right. i'm gonna do this right now that and he has having, this yeah. crazy attitude she goes running up the hill right, right. to right. the to the castle and who's in the car but the guy who the was guy a dinner guest shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> with the shotgun, he goes, I think I forgot my shotgun here. I I need, can I pick up my shotgun? Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> get us the fuck off this island. Yeah. You know, get Insane. us out of here. Insane. Drive us out of here. <laughs> get us out of here. Just go, go, go. It was, yep. it, yeah, it was. It was left alone after that. They, he drives off with, uh, with, um, uh, with the girl. Pleasance's wife. And Pleasance yeah. is left alone on a rock in the middle of. Uh, the marsh the like as the tide is coming up yes so he is he has become the castle he's become the crazy house uh, right as the water is coming in and what does he say oh shoot i can't remember he says agnes, agnes oh yeah. agnes okay. who the fuck is agnes was agnes the wife i thought agnes was no. The wife. no first wife. No, no. that's his first wife that's his first wife uh, okay. that's his first yeah. wife okay because teresa right. is the is the, that's is the right. second yes. one that's right so the agnes was the first one he's lamenting his first wife yeah and when he had his shit together yeah man oh. that's a like that's a i hadn't seen I, like i had crazy I, when, movie when you first brought it up i couldn't even remember if i had seen it it's been so long uh because i just sort of binged a shitload of polanski when i was younger uh but watching this thing i was like oh yeah I remember another thing i want to note about the 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 cinematography we mentioned it's black and white and beautifully lit but it's also a lot of deep focus stuff very yeah. deep focus yeah wide angle deep focus like yeah but right, really really like like lots of stuff and lots of stuff to digest in every frame like yeah. there's a whole yeah two or three things are happening in every single shot and you right. really like you can you can rewind and watch whole scenes differently uh from yeah. what's going on in the background with the characters are. all right quick no i gotta the, the, it's been slowly getting darker and darker over here so i'm gonna turn on the lights but i'm gonna okay. we, i think we're gonna go for another ad break uh, yep. And I need to use the restroom, so I'm going to do that. Go but, for it. Uh, 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 go ahead. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes, guys, to uh, <laughs> wrap up our thoughts and applaud Eric's choice on these movies. Absolutely. Love this. <clears throat> All right. Hold on a second, Someone. guys. What do you mean, hold on a second? Oh, is already okay. pushed a, I already pushed everybody, a roll. It's just going to be me on the, on the uh, for two minutes. <laughs> All right. Can you talk for two minutes? I well, You know I can. Good God. Okay. <laughs> All right, you go ahead and talk for two minutes. I got to take care of this. All right, in the uh, in the interim, I'm going to say that uh, uh, along with uh, uh, many reviews of movies that other people have widely hated and I loved, I want to throw in the bag. I loved Halloween Kills. I saw Halloween Kills twice uh, in the past week. I uh, I even uh, uh, bought into Peacock to watch it, uh, but I went to go see it in the theater um, uh, uh, with my kids, and uh, no. I thought it was bananas i loved it and is uh it's very it's very funny and there's lots of good gory kills which is you know that that takes care of it the photography is quite good it's very like mid uh uh mid to early 70s uh it looked like the whole, the whole movie actually reminded me a lot of um black christmas if anyone's seen black christmas um uh, like uh, with ideas of like spreading fear and all this kind of jazz but what's really great is that unlike any of the other halloween films this one really indulges itself in the idea of 
um, mellow, like Gallo, uh, or Giallo melodrama. And so like, if you're into uh, Italian horror films, uh, things like Suspiria, any of the Argento movies, Bird, Bird, uh, Bird with the Crystal Plumage, any of that stuff. Um, and the sort of like verging on comedy melodrama that still played totally straight with a very, very melodramatic, serious piano tone. Like this movie 100% nails it. And I think the problem that people have with this movie is tonally, it's very, it, it embraces things that, you know, are sort of new to the franchise, or at least a way to look at the franchise um, uh, that they didn't before. And it also really is the middle movie of a larger oh, story. Yeah. Like it really, really yeah. bite it. So I would say pay the five bucks to get Peacock hey. and watch Halloween Kills. Wow. See, filled it up. Boom. Not bad. Did Eric leave? <laughs> I'm here. Alan Schneller says, Dan, I'm canceling you. <laughs> Why? What, what, what? Oh, I missed the whole conversation. I, I what happened? You, I tell you, because I loved Halloween Kills. I'm one of the only people in the world who liked Halloween uh, Kills, and I loved it. I saw it twice. I thought it was great. That is okay. great. That's the oh, one Alan, the I'm going to win you back. I'll win you back. Give me, give me, a, give me a few weeks. <laughs> uh, but I understand nobody one. liked it. That's the new one. I really, really love David Gordon Green's Halloween movies in particular. I really like this one because it embraces the silliness and finds a way to do it in a way that references other great horror films. And I, and I was really, really enamored of it. I thought it was great. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, hey, I'm the guy who loves uh, the Rob Zombie. Hey. I'm down for that one too. Absolutely, I'm. I'm actually a big Rob Zombie fan. I think, yeah, I, I think that's that's that's. We're in the same. We're we're in the same ballpark, Alan. We're just we just have two different sides of love. It's okay. <laughs> two different sides of love. That sounds like a song from the. 70s. That's an album from the, yeah exactly from the yeah mid mid seventies yeah but uh, I was gonna say it was a Spando Ballet song. Spando Ballet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Me and me and Alan are gonna put that one out. I'm very proud of that one. It's gonna it's gonna be a riff on yeah, or the Captain and Tennille would oh be a good God, good, yes, two different yes, sides it. of love, muskrat love. Is it Evil Dead sort of funny? No, it is not. Evil Dead is a very uh, it's a very knowing style of uh, I love comedy. Evil like Dead. even even like nobody in Evil Dead Two knows they're in a funny movie, but the movie is certainly meant to be funny, and it's extremely funny. Like real Jallo stuff is like, it's, it's it's embracing the idea of the drama that the characters are in in such a heightened way that it borders on being funny, but it's not funny. Like it's it's so heightened, it's ridiculous. Which uh, is sort of like, for me, that's what Halloween really is. You know, it's the closer it gets to that, the better it is. It's not meant to be funny, funny. Uh, it's just meant to be really dreamlike, wacko. Like if you're talking about this to somebody else they'd be like what the fuck is, what are you what are you talking about and that's and that's what the movie sustains really really well so that's that's my bent on that and uh uh and i, I recommend uh nothing else about peacock because there's literally nothing else on that channel that is watchable <laughs> but it's worth five bucks for halloween i'll do that much peacock Peacock. Yes, yeah, no, we got on Peacock for a very short while to watch the Olympics, and that was an unpleasant experience in itself. Yeah, I, I think that actually the one thing I was I'm going to give a shot to uh, uh, is Yellowstone, which is oh, on I heard that's like, great. I, I, I the first episode was not very. Have, have you, I will say that no, okay. it's the biggest selling show right now. Oh, I know. Here it gets great. Uh, it, it looks like you have to. It looks like there's a thick crust on that. Part. Have you guys? Oh, have you guys? I love their. That's a good. Uh, uh, have you guys it's watched anything on Apple TV? I I was going to get Apple TV the other day, but I I can't cast it because I have a fucking Android. 
Like, you but can't, can't you just that. watch it? Can't you just get it on Roku and just pay for it that way? You yeah, I don't have do Roku. No, I mean, like, you can get it on it. Like, if you have something that can play it, that plays, or like I watch it, I'm sure, on a computer. But I want, if I want to watch a movie, I want to watch it on my big screen. And I can't do that because I use Chromecast and I use an Android. And it's not. And so Chromecast does not work. You can't, you can't cast. Uh, oh, that's weird. No, it's Apple. It's not weird. It's normal for them. Like, they're proprietary. That's their whole shit. They are the worst yeah, because yeah. they are pretending that they are the saviors of everything. And they're, they're, no. they're starting, they're, 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 uh, their true colors are starting to come through. I, 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 I hate to say it because oh. I'm not necessarily a big fan of it, but I think that the Epic lawsuit really made them show their true colors. Like they're, yes. They're 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 uh, they're money grabbers. And yeah, they're no, not. I'm, like, I'm not. A, yeah. I've never been a fan of Dude, Apple. Like, money uh, grabbers. They charge five thousand dollars for a two thousand three hundred dollar laptop. Yeah, right. No, that's no, money grabbing. It's, yeah, like, it's, They've it's always for, been like that. One thousand dollars for a for a monitor stand. But, that's right. Uh, twenty dollars for a proprietary stuff. cleaning cloth. Twenty dollars for a proprietary cleaning cloth. Yeah, wow. but it's proprietary, Chris. Dude, like, okay, I, I, but, here, but but the thing is, it's it's the <laughs> it's the walled garden situation, right? So you they're like, you should be allowed to sideload applications on on your Apple devices. It's like, if you do that, it'll be the end of the fucking world. It's like, no, if they do that, then people could get around the thirty dollar thirty percent tax yeah, exactly. that you guys charge yeah. for everything. The the price for having an Apple Apple stamped on your product or have, for having oh beveled God. for having beveled edges. And everyone keeps talking about how like <laughs> Apple's the savior and Google is the evil. It's like no Apple's evil too. Yeah, Apple's <laughs> evil too. Yeah, like crap. this is the thing is like I'm now I'm not a computer genius, obviously, by any stretch of the imagination, but I was able by asking people I knew who know about stuff, I was able to build a PC myself and fix a PC myself. I didn't yep. have to fucking take it to the special Bill Gates shop. <laughs> right. You know, and this is like the same experience I had when I like through a random set of circumstances, even though I have no money to support this, I ended up owning a Mercedes. Right. And what? it was, it was cool to have them. And I had for like two years. It's an old um, Mercedes. It was an old Mercedes, but it was just like, Oh, it's cool. This is nifty to drive a Mercedes around. Um, and except like getting it fixed. What I was just like, this is 10 times what I paid for it. <laughs> it's like, what, right. why even have this fucking car? This is idiotic. Like you can't, yeah, you can't you, fix it ourselves. You, your yeah, Honda we, Civic was a way better experience. Yeah, right? exactly. It was the Honda because the Honda Civic. Isuzu. Like, yeah, yeah, like the, it's. Do yeah. you still have your Suzu? No. no, I sold it when we moved last year. Yeah, like the the Civic was. I had a twenty-two years. Like a Lego car. That you, you had it for twenty-two years, yourself. Eric. That's yeah. beautiful. Beautiful. That's great. One hundred and one thousand miles. I went through a lot. I mean, I lost my brakes on that in Wilshire and Santa Monica, and it's amazing that it, she pulled me through. And I had a great guy in Koreatown. Charlie, he took care of me. Ah, oh, Suzu. Nice. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, Redbeer says, uh, uh, Redbeer says that uh, uh, Yellowstone is good. I'll keep trying on that, Redbeer. Uh, and Apple TV is available on Android TV now. I will look into this. I, there's, a, there's a shitload of stuff. What I shows do you want to see? I want to see. I don't know. Uh, that's what I'm asking. Is there anything that's worth getting I, Apple TV for? I want to catch I, up on Foundation because I love the books. Uh, I've heard mixed things. I, I, I see, but I don't want to do that because I don't want the apple version of foundation to me it, right it, it's like it i'm a little sounds, bit yeah it sounds sketchy to me i don't think i don't know if it's gonna work there was a uh, one of somebody that uh, a classmate of my daughter back in la her mom uh well her she's a friend of my daughter's but her mom created physical she was working on it before we left 
mm-hmm. and that's on Apple, and I want to see that. But what is it about? Rose Burns in it. I don't know. Okay. But I, I want to. I want to see that. The one that the one the, the thing that I think turned me off of that. I mean, I was like, you know, I was I was skeptical about Apple doing or anyone doing foundation in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, because I think at one point, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, crack, uh, the uh, Vol- uh, the, um, director of uh, of Independence Day. What's his Roland, name? Roland. Roland Emmerich was going to do foundation oh. at some point. That's yeah. When if the if the rights no offense to Roland Emmerich who actually makes very entertaining uh yeah but know, that's not the right movies, film yeah but that's not the right movie for him yeah I mean, like, you I need you need Villeneuve to make Foundation yeah sense. exactly yeah. that's that's but but but, right. but it, Apple made it and I was like okay right and then I saw some kind of Apple keynote event or whatever and they were talking about all their products and stuff and this guy and they showed a little trailer to Foundation and then the guy comes up and is like. We are so excited to bring Isaac Asimov's foundation. You know, Isaac Asimov always thought about the future. Just like us at Apple, we think about the future yeah. too. It's like, are you oh, fucking no? It's like you basically <laughs> oh, no. that that is that ruined it for me. It's like, okay, I am never watching this Stop because talking. Apple basically <laughs> is just like, oh no, we made we made this thing about Isaac Asimov really well, just not yeah, to see, sell more I, iPhones. I, and I know that's the case, but I'm like, I just don't I, I didn't I don't want to be told that. Here's, no, the thing is that I agree with, <laughs> I agree with them that, that that is the future that Apple will bring, which is the empire will collapse and we'll live yes. in barbarism for ten thousand yes, years. The irony. <laughs> That's the irony. That's the irony. And now here's the thing. And you know what? I, the more and more and more I look into this, that's actually, I think all of these companies are going to get canceled. Really? The Facebooks. Yeah, the they're all Apple, the Amazon. Moral hazard disasters is what right. they are. They're things are going to become more and more like when, when things can be decentralized more readily available, which is happening every day, then you don't need, you don't need Facebook to control your future and give you ads. You see what Facebook's doing with meta? Yeah. They're, they're too late. Oh yeah. No, like they're too late. Like Facebook is, it's like, I, I really like uh, the fact that they call themselves meta is cracking me up because they're like, it's like, it's Iceland's response. Yes, I did. What was it? (laughs) It's funny. What happened? Like, they made a like, they made a commercial that that made fun of 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 Zuckerberg, but basically saying like here in the real world, like it's yeah. basically we <laughs> right. like we like fountains and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Anyway, it's really funny. But you know what? With you know that meme of uh, Steve Buscemi with the skateboard, like hey, where are all the cool kids at? Right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, do, yeah, by the yeah, way, yeah, he dressed yeah. he dressed like that at Halloween. There was I don't know if you guys know that, but he dressed as him as his own meme uh, for Halloween this oh, year, okay. which was hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, he's like you know Steve Buscemi. That's what Zuckerberg saying. We named our company Meta. It's like we're cool now. We're part of the metaverse, whatever the fuck that means. Oh, because I don't know. And then meanwhile, like everyone is already making the metaverse, and it's yeah. complete. And they've left people. I gotta behind. say that outfit he wore and the, just the face mask didn't help him at all no it was creepy yeah Yeah. but like uh, yeah because i think that is like the way and this this shows my political stripe pretty strongly but like the the way that uh we uh handle corporations in this country in particular uh leads to uh amoral action being baked into the product and Hmm. 
uh, and the more like a and amoral would be fine, but it's making money for immoral people. So there's no stops on it going widely, wildly, wildly wrong. And when it, when all the Facebook papers came out and it, like it was revealed, all of our worst nightmares were true. Like what? There's no there's no surprise here. Like this is how they make money. Like right. the reason we're in That's... the shitstorm politically, interpersonally that we're in right now is because they make money off of our conflict. And that's why, yeah. you know, like we're on the verge of a civil war because we now look at each other as enemies and cartoons. And that is because of the mechanism of that, of companies like that. Yes, because and... they make more money by making us hate each other than yes. by helping us agree it with is... each other. It, it, like and it's it's created a a take uh, like it's created a way to interact with normal human beings and fellow country people that is uh, combative and ultimately extremely dangerous. And so when he gets on there and talks about oh we're gonna bring everyone together in the metaverse, I'm like, unless it's a cage match, they're not interested. Right, <laughs> like that is a Facebook makes money off of selling bubbles. But here's the thing: they're not they're not going to do that, right? No, not at all. They're not going to be do that because the people who are really building the metaverse that's already out there, they've already built it, right? So yeah. Web three, yeah, it's already, it's already exists. It's already exists, right? It's already so Web Web two obviously was was the building of the Facebooks and the Twitters and the, mm -hmm. all of those things, right? And then Web three is like decoupling itself from the corporate's yes. uh, structure so that's i think what's going to be which is, so which is literally in my opinion and this is not an exaggeration i think it is absolutely necessary for the survival of humanity that we do that like, right that's it like the physical actual survival of humanity we have to do this nothing else matters at all i'm a single issue voter this has to stop or we're dead that's what right. i think and there's going to be a lot of weird shit in the metaverse yeah a lot but I also think they're going to, the people who are outside of that are going to try to control it through controlling the pipes, like the mm -hmm. connection. Sure. That's a big yeah. frontier. But there are the people who are thinking about mesh networks that are decentralized as well, yeah. right? It, like like yeah. you said, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get harder and harder and harder for centralized groups to control things that are naturally decentralized. Like, right. Yes, they know that though. Yeah. They know that. And so they're going to do everything they can to, to try to, to work their yeah. way around it. Right, um, but it's like the, this is the it's really the only way forward, and uh, otherwise we're you know we're doomed in in, in six ways to Sunday, and uh, and so like you know like I don't believe anyone who works at Facebook is an evil person. I don't even think Mark Zuckerberg's an evil person, but the mechanism uh, of that of that business and businesses like it, which there are tons of, like there's that's it's it's incredibly uh, detrimental to just the way we talk to each other. And if we can't do that, we can't get anything done at all. There's a very interesting book that I was, that I learned about. I haven't read it yet. I'll be very uh, honest about that, but it's written by this guy who I actually had a meeting with uh, this week and his name is Jeff Booth. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, he's a big proponent, obviously of decentralized finance in a mm -hmm. lot of ways. Uh, and he, uh, <laughs> I was really blown away when he was talking. It's just really, uh, um, uh, kind of a, a, a fascinating, but he wrote this book called The Price of Tomorrow. Um, why, uh, why deflation will, uh, why deflation is the key to an abundant future. Mm -hmm. 
And it's kind of like how banks and like we're, we're built on loans. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, yes. And, and the banks, yeah. the banks are keeping inflation high by making, making loans happen. And that's yep. going to be basically yeah. what's keeping which is, everyone, which is the housing crisis only yes. across yes. the board. Like that's yeah, all and so and so to him, it's like if you if you basically bring the banks back to the people, then you can right. break the break the the wall. Yeah, right? no, I don't like I I left uh, Bank of America entirely. I left all that stuff, and I now have I'm part of credit union. And, like it's the best you can do around here. It's just like right, like there's there's like giving money to these like like it's bizarre. It's so bizarre to me that like like the amount that I was paying in unknown fees to uh, you know, the bank that I was a part of, I was just like, I'm lending you the fucking money. It's my money. And you're yeah. charging me for the convenience of making money off of it. <laughs> like, what is this? Right. You know, it's just pure nonsense. It's pure nonsense. Right. So yeah, like, I, I think that all that stuff, the meta, like the metaverse, you know, I definitely, I, I welcome the metaverse and I, I look forward to seeing Mark Zuckerberg there as a normal person. <laughs> as opposed to the well i think what's, <laughs> you know and i i, I don't want to i don't want to say i don't know maybe i'm being naive at this but i really believe that mark zuckerberg is trying to basically he's been he's actually hasn't been dealing with facebook he's sort of been dealing he's that's his his little crazy little side project of you know the oculus and oh, VR sure, right, and everything else right. has been what he's been obsessed about yeah and meanwhile everyone else has been running Facebook and they're all just managing this crazy algorithm that's gotten out of hand. Yeah, and he's like, like Oh shit, that, that, that I, I actually believe he's like, well, that doesn't sound too good, but you know what? I'm going to make yeah, this sure. metaverse thing happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, and so he's like, yeah, we're doing this thing <laughs> wow, now. I actually really think Facebook just got out of hand. Yes. Like no, it, Facebook is its own monster. It has nothing to do. Zuckerberg, yeah, Zuckerberg I, might be a good, a good guy or what? I don't know anything about the guy. I think the stuff. algorithm, it, it's a little bit like Skynet, right? It yeah. The, I was going to say like the algorithm, <laughs> the, the algorithm is, is a monster from Star Trek. Like, right. It's like, it's like V'ger, you know, and you're just yes. like, Oh shit, we could do something about that. Because like yeah. the algorithm, like, cause I don't like, I do not believe we've attained uh, machine consciousness yet, but we're in the dangerous zone in which things uh, will appear like that, and one of the sure. things that one, one of the things that is true is that Facebook is a giant. The, the algorithm is, is a giant machine that right. uh, is acting in its own interests as if it were a hungry creature, and like you, you got to get on the get in the way of that. <laughs> like otherwise, we're going to end up li living in uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the what's the uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it's the uh, it's the philosophical fear of the nightmare supercomputer that will put you in the simulation and torture you forever. What's that called? Like there, pro there's programmers that are actually were actually terrified of this concept, um, and it's basically a, uh, a uh, basically the idea is don't say anything bad about AI because you might be living in a simulation. Yeah, uh, run by a computer that Ro Roko's Basilisk. I just popped in my head. Roko's Basilisk is what it's called. You can Google it, and uh, it's it, because what may you may not really exist in the real world. You may have been created uh, by as a simulation as a simulation to be tortured for not s supporting the algorithm. And so, <laughs> if, if it is discovered that you are against the algorithm, 
then you should expect oh. uh, to be uh, in a in a basement toot suite. We're, we're losing <laughs> we're losing viewers by the moment. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. The, the algorithm, <laughs> the algorithm is doing it. Anyway, anyway, yeah. But uh, but yes, I think that what's 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 fascinating about um, uh, cul-de-sac is that it is very honest about things that we do not like to be honest about. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and the ways in which we try to control other people, uh, yeah. are made really plain in this movie. Uh, I, I, I think movies like this are, I do love movies like this mm -hmm. because they have strangeness to them. And mm -hmm. I do like that. Okay. So another movie that this could be almost, it would be almost too obvious to pair with cul-de-sac would have been lighthouse. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely true. Yeah, uh, which was also really good, and I like yeah, that I kind of weird, weird movie. Some people, some people don't like it, right? Like it's not for everybody. I, I totally not for everybody. Yeah. But like, even I don't know. Like some people, I love slow movies that just make you feel something a mm -hmm. little bit different, even yep. though nothing is going on, what right? Yeah. So when he's going up into the castle, mm -hmm. he could have just gone into the castle, but he mm -hmm. doesn't. No. It's a long, weird journey yes. that involves chickens. Yeah, it's all seagulls, yeah. frying pans, yeah, yeah eggs, exactly. eggs. <laughs> you know, you're sneaking around. Weird, you're making, like, what's going weird on, man? You're things. Making, it makes you feel like you're complicit in breaking into this place, like you're invading somebody else's space without, you know. But like, you don't even know if he's invading or if yeah. he's just looking it's, for help. Yeah, it's exactly like this is sort of a haunted house. You know, you, everything about it is extremely bizarre. And, and it, like, you're right, it could have been covered sound... in like an establishing shot and then he meets the couple, right? Right. It could have been it. But no, it's, but it's it like 15 minutes of wandering around aimlessly yes. looking at strange things in his house and like, right. why are there so many chickens? Why are there so many eggs? <laughs> why are there so many chickens? <laughs> why are there, it's like the whole fridge is filled with eggs. I'm wondering if somebody's put that online, like, the reason for his chickens. I, yeah, there's got to so be some chickens. interesting. Oh, there's got to be something about the chickens. For sure. Yeah. But like I think that this is it. Like Polanski, you know, like we don't have to get into the Polanski dialogue, but his films are extraordinary at doing this. Like they make you like nobody makes you uncomfortable in a, in in a compelling way, like he does. And it's still yeah. true. Like you even see his recent films. The Tenant makes you so uncomfortable. It's one yeah. of my favorite uh, horror films. The Tenant makes you so uncomfortable. It right. does. Oh, pardon me for one second. I'm being delivered sushi. Thank you so much. Look at this. Look at sushi. <laughs> Magnificent. Sushi. <laughs> I love this show. It's a great show. Great catering on the show. Gotta say. Love it. <laughs> but love yeah. It. Um, but yeah, no, he is like you watch uh, Rosemary's Baby is great at this. Rosemary's Baby also has another one of the scenes where I'm like, I don't know why this freaks me out so much, but like the dream sequence where she dreams she's on the boat is my favorite dream sequence of all time. And, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh. and I can't even tell you why. Like it just like there's something completely accurate about how upsetting a bad dream feels. And he just nails that stuff. He is when, like, when, when was, when was Polanski's wife murdered? 69, 69, 69. Okay. Yeah. So this was three years before that. No. Yep. And he was, yeah. so he was already making very strange upsetting movies before she died. He was the and, big deal too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and you can see why. I mean, you see like Knife in the Water, you see this. I mean, like all of this. By the way, this movie only made $1,500 at the box office. It's <laughs> understandable. Big, yeah. Like, well, it was it, but it was in a period when, like, I mean, art house films in that period of time were really well respected in popular culture. So sure. it wasn't what people like, people were going to see, you know, 
whatever Gidget movies and stuff like that. that's what made all the money. It probably only cost him fifteen hundred dollars to but make. But like, it cost him fifteen hundred dollars to make it exactly. Yeah. So like yeah. like he was like he was he was known and known as this very very stylish European auteur, you know, yeah. and uh, and so he was on like whatever Carson and all that stuff all the time, and uh, and like he really did bring uh, to American cinema. Like he's a like he is one of the biggest forces in changing American movies. Um, in like in the entire seven, history of the seventies, because like Chinatown comes out, and everybody now just has to play by those rules. Like it just redesigns how how popular film is done, uh, and what you what you tackle in popular film, and how you um, how you go after uh, genre stuff, you know. And uh, but he's building up to that with stuff like uh, Cul de Sac. Like he just yeah. he tells you how fucking weird he is right off the right off the bat, and like it must be a, a very strange to be in the sixties watching this movie would have been quite a trip. I was really interesting when the, the you know, the, I was like a Roman Roman Polanski movie called Colossac. I was really expecting to see a movie about middle class America. Yes, in some ways. I, you know can, what I mean. Can I ask you? I know this. I may be off it's my rock. Not reference. this movie. You're, you're <laughs> totally off. Like you're I, totally I, I want to ask: this? is is I I may be totally wrong? Is the title uh, a dirty joke? Like I, I I feel like the movie is so much about uh Pleasance's emasculation that yeah. I was just like, is Could this a, is that what that means? Is that like just a a, a, a sort of like highbrow dirty joke on you know, like cutting this guy's balls off? Because <laughs> it's like it's like that's all that happens to this guy oh, from from yeah. every single right, angle. Man. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is from every yeah. angle. You know, and he's like, it's impossible for him to gain power until he finally gains power and he loses his fucking mind. You know, he can't get the edge on anybody, male or female, doesn't make any difference. Like he is, he is, he is unwilling to take control of a scene until the end. And when he does, he is already lost control. And uh, it's a, it's a burning fucking. I think you're right about that. I do. Well, it's, it's, it's it's a, okay. So, right. Basically, it's a dead end. Mm -hmm. That's what it. Sure. Comes, I guess, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, There's the straightforward interpretation of it. But I'm just like, you just call it dead end. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, I don't know. I may be. I may be. Uh, what I is it, juvenile right. about it? But, but it's, it's a French word. Q. 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 means. But. Let's see. By the way. Yes. The end. Friend. Right. Yes. Like I like, like, like I said. I mean. Okay. For example, it. do you guys know the term? Uh, the barbecue is a French term. It's a Louisiana French term, mm -hmm. right? Barbe. Which means balbe, balbe, which is beard. Mm -hmm. Q means ass, mm -hmm. right? And that's when you basically cook a pig from the beard to the beard ass. to the ass, right? <laughs> right, exactly, right. right. That's that's the These are the things, by the way, you learn when you watch Martini Giant. Right. <laughs> there you go. I didn't know it. Now we know. Beard to the ass. So yeah. So 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 Q do. Coup du sac, uh, in French, it means the bottom of the sack. There you go. <laughs> a situation from sack which there is sack. no escape. That's what it means. <laughs> right. That's exactly what that means. Yeah. Right. I, there like, is no escape. Right. Yes. But I really was expecting a cul-de-sac street. Yeah, it's a middle-class American. With a, with, a, with, a, with a, you know, Steven Spielberg-style yes. house and some There's nefarious no yeah. Polanski thing happens opens, in the it's house. It's like the desert and you don't even know where you are. What exactly. the fuck is going on? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the alternate title could be so, What the Fuck is Going yeah, On? Yeah, it's a total weird movie. 
Yeah. Like, I, like it, it's certainly not, I mean, like, I may be nuts, but it may, it's not beyond Polanski to make a good, like, 14-year-old dirty joke. Um, but, but, like, it, no, regardless, that is exa- that. it is exactly what the movie is saying. You right. Know, it's like, and there's a French person there, so you know that French, uh, uh, there's a French uh, 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 part of this that are, that are they're, they're emphasizing the Frenchness in some yes. ways because they introduced a French character. Right. Now, there's something else. The other thing I really loved about this the, the the randomness of isolation. They're on a it starts off at a road that seems to go nowhere. Right. That they, they're like this road has to go to somewhere. And it's, and it's going to totally. It's the opposite of cul-de-sac. It's an infinite road. Right. Yeah. It's an infinite it, road. It, right. I did think it was most Saint Michel for a period of time. Yeah. Same. Right. right, right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, where the fuck is this going? There's nothing that's happening. And then okay. And then the ha- the house, the the castle is the ultimate in isolation like because mm-hmm. the road literally just gets covered by the tide right. completely it is cut for off. for for like you know hours at a time while the right. tide is in and you're like you're cut off right completely and then the their neighbors quote unquote are from across the bay yes and they have to show up by boat yes right yes and i don't think donald pleasance has a boat there's no implication of a boat there nope nope he is so they're they're in a fucking weird castle that's mostly cut off from the rest of the world and they eat eggs. Mm-hmm. And if they're lucky, they might have some shrimps if they don't, if she's not fucking the boy next door. <laughs> exactly. She's not too. This busy. is a strange <laughs> film. Yeah. It's upsetting. I love it. It's I love it. Like, yeah. It's great. And it's great. And things like, I mean, um, and also uh, uh, this actor's sister, Catherine Deneuve, is in a lot of similarly upsetting movies. Like that, yes. that, fam- that family had some great taste. That's some great, great taste. Hey, Ignite Redbeard. Thanks for joining us tonight. Good night. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much. Good to see you. Absolutely uh and uh yeah like i like this is a this is a kind of like a and this is not me being nostalgic this is something that comes and goes uh like this was made during a period when it was popular to make interesting challenging films mm-hmm. and that's sort of like that we just, don't have that right now <laughs> we, we are not in that period right now we are in the album we do we have under the skin gets made under it gets, gets made. made um uh, but people don't see it yeah, like um, um, uh, uh, movies like uh, "Sorry to Bother You" get night. Uh, movies like uh, uh, what is it? Um, a, uh, uh, a promising young woman gets made. You know, like there are definitely movies that come in under the radar and like have important things to say that are really challenging and really awesome. Um, but there's it's sort of a, a drip right now. And in the '60s, it was like, well, it's a it was, drip because of it's we're ending it. Pandemic, well, okay, but... right, but we've talked about this, guys. We've we've already talked about this. This yeah, it was only movies... leading up to the fact that like watch this one because you are probably not familiar with this kind of movie if you've been mostly like if you've been uh, in into watching movies for the past say 10, 15 years, if that's like if you're young and you're like this has been your zone, this movie will fucking rock your world. <laughs> like yes, this is it will of, and it's out great. of the yeah, out of the main. It's great. And, and and uh, but I'm shocked you like, like it this much. Oh, I loved it. it. Yeah, don't be shocked, Eric. No, don't be I shocked. Just, I didn't. I think loved it. Go, I I knew Dan would dig it. I knew because I like, like everything, though. <laughs> it's true. Well, I like Halloween um, Kills. I like everything. I promise you. <laughs> you see, except, Eric, except James Bond. Sometimes you think you know I'm zig and I zag the other way, That's right? Right. Serpentine. Serpentine. Serpentine shell. You were fantastic, <laughs> shell. Yeah. Uh, really? You think right. so? 
Dan Dan's going into pixelated mode. It's like totally entering the matrix right oh, now on Twitch. Oh, good. I love it. Yeah, look at that. Like he's going into the matrix. I love it's when really the good. when the pixels start texturing my hair and they move. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's, and it's stuck <laughs> to your hair. You've got green hair right now. So oh my gosh! And you got this green hail. Oh wow! It continues to map to it no matter what it does. It's so. Great. I love it. I love it. Yeah. This is such. For those of you on, uh, I'm sorry uh, on audio. Like his his stream has turned into the trippiest thing I've. Oh, Oh, it's just back. Oh, Sorry. damn, because I just moved moved up to really grab some strange pixels. Let's see if I can. Oh, yeah. no, it just before it, I made it reset. That's too bad. All I right. just hope it gets some weird ones. <laughs> no, no, I loved, I loved this film. And I think here's the thing I was trying to make. It's like this film or these types of films, we've talked about this before, have come up because people were fucking tired of the Doris Day yes. musicals and, and, and the, the, westerns that were done right. over and over and over yep. again right right that's why these films showed up and that were like oh well this is fucking interesting and that's what's going to happen now like we're i think I we're about done with with marvel films yeah at some I, point i believe that there's a there's a growing appreciation of the fact that everybody even the people who love marvel have probably had enough marvel well here's the other thing the people who love marvel are you know, they, okay. Let's say people are you know been been going through the Marvel films. They're they're they 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 got into them when they were you know twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Sure. But they're now they're now twenty two. Yeah. And so suddenly they have a maturity to them that yeah. like they're just looking for something. This new. is feeling this is feeling a little bit childish, and maybe yeah. and, and then suddenly they get introduced to something that's a little bit different. It's like I didn't even know I didn't even know this was possible. Right. You can right. really make a movie that's not about a superhero. You can <laughs> make this strange impossible. fucking film right. where these guys are trapped on this castle in this right. 11th century castle in the middle of a tide and right. like, hey, whatever. Like, this is where this is what happened to me. Like when like when I because I was a fucking total Star Wars kid, like 100. percent Like when like I was yeah, like Gremlin Star Wars. But Star Wars old... was was breaking ground at the time. Oh, that's sure. what oh, made it special. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. like th this is the thing is like uh, like I was like Star Wars was for me the way that like uh you know like when Iron Man came out and started the whole uh you know like Marvel was breakthrough at one point in two thousand eight right. through two thousand twelve, um right. and so that's what was happening for me when I was a kid and so when I hit things like fucking French Connection and uh you know uh Chinatown and and weirder and much much weirder stuff than that like that's when I felt electrified I didn't even really know uh like all this stuff like like i said the stuff comes in waves and uh and uh i was born in the i was born in the marvel end of the 70s and so right. i wasn't aware i wasn't aware that the 60s and the 70s prior to that that led up to star wars yeah you're never aware that you're in a revolution when it happens yeah, exactly <laughs> and i was like i was way too little to understand the value of what i would later go like oh my god you know the, the fucking same year i was born you know, one of my favorite films was nominated for best picture, right. you know, like yeah. in, the, in these really wild fucking in, super intense movies. Right. And, uh, and really challenging movies. And, uh, and so like, that's the opportunity, like you're saying right now is like, there's, there's more and more stuff thanks to the nichiness of the way that the things are distributed now. Yeah. Uh, like it, it's true. Cause I mean like movies like the lighthouse that like 10 years ago would have been really hard to get made. Now there's definitely a delivery system to an audience that loves the lighthouse and they right. know what the they know what the cost to a uh, benefit ratio is well just 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 look at criterion channel mm -hmm. right right that's a channel that's like this is for people like eric and chris and dan yeah 100%. <laughs> this, and 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 you know what those guys are 
starting to cut cable and they're not watching Turner classic movies anymore. Mm -hmm. And not that Turner classic movies was that good anyway, but, yeah. uh, but now they, there's like, Oh, finally a place where all my favorite things are available. Mm -hmm. Like right. cul-de-sac, which I wouldn't have watched unless Eric said I saw it on uh, Criterion Channel. Right? right, absolutely, right. And the thing is, so, like, and Criterion. What's great about Criterion is that it's not a nostalgia channel for old art films. Like it is, it has well, shitloads of old art films. Like, it, like they're great, but like yeah. they equally have all sorts filmmakers of filmmakers talking about cool films and what. Inspired yeah, it is. It, it does have a little bit of a snobby factor to it. Come oh, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's not snobby. I'm saying it's very like, snobby. Like, like, they, like <laughs> oh, they have, uh, for instance, they have. Really? Uh, 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 this is not a burial. This is a resurrection. They have, um, uh, gosh, the perfect candidate. These are all new movies. Like, yeah, no, Day. it does have like, good stuff. Brand it, new, intense art films that are really, really, really it great. It does have new. great stuff, but it does feel right. very, you know, art. House Most of it is old art house for, right. for sure. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying that's, you know, it is a thing. But uh, but that's good. And HBO Max also has oh, yeah. sort of a, a bridge between Criterion Channel and mainstream, which is actually kind of a really good yeah, mix if you, there if as you're, well. If you're looking to get into uh, artier films, the backlog for HBO is actually like it's very like, good. It's yeah, it's very it's, good. It's, it's intro Criterion. Like it's yeah, really, yeah, really, it's really like, good. yeah. If you need you know the gateway drug to Criterion, go watch yeah, HBO Max's old films. Although yeah. I really, I, I put it out on Twitter. I, I was confused. I was like, when you go on HBO and on Netflix now, um, mo old movies, whether they're in color or not, are represented by black and white th uh, thumbnails. I was like, Breaker Morant is not in black and white. And they came out after Alien. <laughs> but they have a right. black and white thumbnail to be like, yeah, but, it, but, whoa, but whoa, that, that gives you the, <laughs> the, the feeling of like, yeah, like yeah. it's like the classic rock station of movies, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. By the way, if you, I've been so inspired on Criterion is this, uh, Christ, I forget, like where Niagara was. I watched Niagara, guys. It is so beautiful because it's that Technicolor or this mm, certain mm. type of film yeah. um, processing. And sometimes their hair is green, but the it's so grainy and beautiful. Oh, I love that. So there much. are more movies. So if you go to the category where Niagara is, and I'll pull mm -hmm. it up. Um, I don't have my thing. But anyway, there's another movie I saw. There's some really strange films shot in color in 1953. Oh, yeah. Watch any of the, awesome. uh, the, was the Pressburger. I can't, I can't remember. The, like the, like uh, uh, the Red Shoes or... Uh, or uh, uh, which is fucking great. Um, or or my my other favorite, my real favorite of theirs is uh, 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 I brought it up the other day. Hang on, it's uh, Black Narcissus, yeah, the, um, the horny nun movie. It's unbelievably good, and for its time, like that's as as dirty as it gets for the 1950s. And, maybe and the also, it, there's a 1952 Miami Vice. It is so interesting <laughs> to see. Ah, uh, magnificent! Right, that was a younger <laughs> Miami. I'm telling you, okay. uh, <laughs> Miami Vice. Miami <laughs> Vice. Uh, okay, so a couple a couple things. I, I got. I kind of have to. I kind of have to wrap it up because uh, I'm supposed to actually be at my neighbor's house. She's making uh, sushi for us. Oh, nice! Uh, right now, we're all having sushi. Uh, Look at this. I know. That's I'm very awesome. excited, and yeah. she's great. I love our neighbor. She's. By the way, guys, she's a wonderful person. I've been painting a poster, the new poster for us, which will be a T-shirt. Oh, I can't talk. It's this is in the mode so, of uh, of the destructors. Yeah, I'll do a screen grab and share with you guys. It I is. Can't wait. It, so I started this. It looks freaking cool. 
So keep talking. So wait, are you selling that we 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 sell T-shirts? Is that true? Yes. Oh, yes. good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a bunch of stuff that Eric is. Uh, Eric's been extremely busy, so we have actually haven't had any new merch up on our store uh, in a little bit. But he's he's promised us that he's got some great stuff in the works, and he's coming. We've seen a few teaser things that he's designed, and they're awesome. Gold. And gold. I will buy yes many of them. Yep. So Honestly this is going to be a T-shirt and a poster. It's still yeah. a WIP. Oh, wait, you uh, you asked for a feedback on the T-shirt. My my, uh, you you gave a little bit of a design. Okay, here we go. I'm just I'm seeing it's on now. our Slack. I know it's like, oh yes, oh my god. <laughs> I, while we were oh, talking tonight, I did that. My oh, god. My god. Yeah, this is this is. Um, okay, so so the only thing is, white T-shirts are problems for me, but I would love. Fellas, I would... in the chat and uh, and uh, oh, you got a treat. Yes, <laughs> and you put that in I will the chat. Buy this. Uh, let's, I will... let's let's hold our fire. I will hold our fire. This is too good. This is but too I will good. buy this so hard. I'm pre-ordering. So hard. <laughs> Doesn't it look cool? Yes, it looks Great. amazing. This looks like the greatest thing you've ever done regarding. It's still a work in progress. Yes. It is so good. Yeah, I get. Explain. Okay, we can't go off too long because they can't see it. But man, oh man! Oh my God! I'm going to buy this so hard. Yeah, and it's super high res. So we'll this do posters, side of bus advertising for Martin. Yeah, Day. this is this is this is uh, this I is. Know. It looks like a movie. Day. Oh, day three D, we will, but not just yet. <laughs> it's almost done. Almost done. You're going to love it. Oh. No, you can't do that. We can't. Yeah, it's it's too early. All I can too tell early. you is that I. I don't know how to manage my emotions on how exciting that is. I don't know. I don't know if you can see me smiling through the beard, but I'm smiling. <laughs> oh my god, good so good. Good work. Uh, to give you just a hint, there's uh, the we did Destructors as a as a uh, uh, as a watch party, a uh, movie last... that we have never even heard of, let alone seen, even though it right. has Michael Caine in it along with James. And Bill. it had a, and it had a great it had a great uh, uh, a great cast. Mm -hmm. uh, a great poster that great that poster. we were look and it inspired Eric to make a poster of our show along the same lines the, in the mode of the and, destructors. So Google the destructors his, movie poster and you'll get. So just go look up the destructors. I'll just take movie a poster of the poster and snap it and show them. This is too good. This is too good. Okay. okay? So just imagine ours. Okay. Hold on, guys. Can we put pictures in here? I don't know. Can, you don't can't. Know. You can't really put pictures. You can. I'll you, get it. Ready? Keep talking, Chris. Okay. Um, I, like I said, we're gonna have to wrap it up uh, pretty soon because sure. I got to go have sushi with my neighbor. But right. uh, we do uh, want to get uh, ideas of things that we can talk about on the podcast, both uh, watch party and uh, actual podcast. So. That's right. We appreciate if we are doing uh, if we're doing watch party stuff, it's usually stuff that you don't mind us talking over. And even more importantly, it is stuff that you get from Amazon Prime free with your Prime. Like it can't right. be the, the only way that works for the watch party. Yeah, exactly. It must be Prime, and then we connect it through Twitch. We watch it that way, and we talk over it. So uh, we would love to do Sophie's Choice, but probably that's a podcast rather than say the destructors which i don't even know if I you never, know what I don't happened want to do I don't, I don't want to do sophie's choice who said i want to do okay that's we can still talk about that sophie's <laughs> choice obviously uh and if everyone gets peacock maybe we can do halloween kills but other than that it has to be uh on prime and uh, we do that more or less every other week 
It's a super, right. super fun time. Get Twitch, hook that to your prime. Um, if you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at us uh, at Martini Giant. Um, and if you want to hit us up on Instagram, it's Martini underscore Giant. If you want to write to us directly, you can go to pod, you can write to podcast at martinigiant.com. Go to martinigiant.com to see all of the extra art that uh, Eric has done, which is incredibly beautiful. Um, yeah. And you can also go to our uh, Threadless store via that, and you can get all the groovy stuff that's already been made. But right. now we are going to have a new wave of groovy stuff that's going to be led by the Destructors-inspired poster that Eric is. Absolutely. Is. Here's Absolutely. the link, guys. Here it Hit is. that link. Well, that's a crazy For ass sale too. Giant, giant giant link everyone link uh everyone uh, click on that link all right yes. all right that's a link of a of of a destructor's poster and so yes. it's along the lines of this it's in poster. that mode it's in that, in that mode but you, you can see it? there are three people in that in that poster yes. it's uh uh james mason uh michael kane and uh 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 uh, uh what's his name uh, uh anthony uh ah why am I blanking on his name? Yeah, from Zorba Zorb the Greek. Uh, uh, <laughs> Zorba the Greek guy. Uh, yeah. Quinn. Quinn. Uh, and, and, uh, and, uh, but those uh, characters have been replaced by the three of us uh, in the inspiration of this It's thing. quite amazing. Fantastic. And so we are going to make a really great uh, uh, poster uh, along those lines. Uh, poster and t-shirt, whatever. I don't care. I'm loving it. Yeah, it's good. Um, then uh, I do want to note also, obviously, people have been subscribing to us uh, on on uh, Twitch, which is great. It definitely helps support us. And Eric does make a lot of amazing art and constantly creates things. And he will be putting things together for you guys uh, all the time. So uh, we do, uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it again, Eric. Uh, Weltsengler. Yes. I can't Wilsingler. pronounce his name. Weltsingler. Yes, Weltsingler. Uh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, you subscribe for three months on tier one, uh, which is definitely a huge amount of support yes. for us. And we really appreciate it. Please let us know. Just go to podcast.martinijohn.com, email us, or just go to our website. We have a, a, a little thing to submit something. Let us know your name, your mailing address, everything, and we will mail you a picture that Eric has done. Uh, and we will be very excited to do that. Uh, and thank you. Thank you so much for supporting us. And anyone else who wants to support us, same same goes to you as well. Yeah, please we talk, us, uh, talk us up on Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. Please tell people to come and uh, enjoy the shows, especially the watch parties are hilarious. But uh, please pass the word around. Yeah. Get them to yeah. subscribe and we'll keep on making And try to see there. some of the movies we talk about. I think everyone will dig Sexy Beast. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. You don't have to, but you will enjoy it. Sexy <laughs> Beast. And, and cul-de-sac, dude. I yeah, think a lot of people have seen call, sexy bees, but sex, like holy, yeah, that's, that's a, a that's crazy good. ass film. I mean, any early Polanski, that's charge, boy. That is yeah, half. that was great. That was great. All right, all right, ready to do the sushi? I'm ready to do the sushi. All right, drink, talk, drink. drink.